Log Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Richie Altman, and this is the South Carolina Youth Football Association Radio Network right here on Southern Sports Central. We're coming with the eyes in the sky as we're coming to you live from Ashley Ridge High School. We have made it to the playoffs, and matter of fact, you have made it to the end of the day, and we're going to recap all of the games. They've had six when it's all said and done in the books. We're on game number five right now. Now, and again, this is a winner or go home format. You win today, play tomorrow. You don't, well, you won't. And here's how it worked out over there so far. It started off this morning at 10 o'clock as the sun came up. Out came the 8U Woodland Wolverines and the Ashley Ridge Swamp Foxes. And it was all Ashley Ridge as they will advance to next week. Game number two. Focuses on the 10U kids. This is Somerville versus Ashley Ridge. Once again, those Swamp Foxes doing what Swamp Foxes have done as they did in game one. They get the W. They will advance next week as well. Game number three had 12U out here balling out, and that was Ashley Ridge versus Fort Dorchester. And it was all 4D. They pick up the win, and the 12U Patriots will be playing next week. Game number four, 8U as we went, Somerville taking on Fort Dorchester, a little rivalry left over from a few weeks ago, but it was all Fort D in big fashion as the 8U Patriots will live to see another weekend of action they play next weekend. We're live right now as it's five minutes remaining here in the third quarter. 14-6 is the score. And if my numbers and everything is right, it is a Fort Dorchester lead over the Woodland Wolverines. We're in 10 action. Now, today is round one. Next week, we will take all of this and carry it to the fort where they will host round two of these teams that are in this bracket, at least. Already set is the 8U game, and that will be Ashley Ridge versus Fort. Waiting to see who will play the 10U team which is AR, Ashley Ridge is already there, will be the winner of this game right now. 
And then in the 12U action, the Patriots, the four Dorchester, have already clinched their ticket. They will be playing the winner of our game of the week. And that's coming up at 530, the Woodland Wolverines, the 12U fellas, taking on those Somerville Wave 12U. Again, a great lineup has been brought to you here by our friends at Southern Sports Central. Of course, partnered up with Jay Williams, the commissioner of the SEC. That is the part of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, the coastal side, at least the low country side of life. And it's been quite a pleasure, quite a run this year. It's something new, but something we're going to continue to do. Now, while I'm over here, we do have other feet and eyes on the ground over at Danny Jones. Hopefully at some point before we go to kick off Clinton Robinson Sr., the other half of our Saturday Night Madness. Hopefully he'll join us and give me the rundown of what's happened over there at Danny Jones. Now, again, we will get you kind of ready for the 530 game, and we're about, give or take, 25 minutes away from that. But we've had some action as of Friday night. You guys know that I do a lot of football throughout the season. This is my most favorite time of year, football season, by the way. And uh, it was a very interesting night around the low country. If you're following the Patriots in Berkeley, you watched a game last night that was uh, interesting at times, but a showcase at others. It held in Monk's Corner where two low country high school football heavyweights traded haymakers in the final first half of a showdown on the lights on Friday up in Monk's Corner. Now, only one could continue to land in the second half. Though Fort Dorchester completed an unbeaten record season, pulling away a 57-32 road victory over the Berkeley Stags. The Patriots trailed 25-21. That was late in the first half before surging ahead with a 29 straight points in about 12 minutes in the game. Now, talk to Coach LePran. He said, I'm happy. But obviously, we didn't play as well as we'd like defensively. But that gives us something to work on. Now, the Patriots improved to 7-0 during the regular season. They'll host River Bluff in their Class 5 playoff opener next week. That will be over there at the fort. While you look on the other side, and that Berkeley Stags. With that win or lose, they already clinched their position in the playoffs. They actually will hit the road as they now fall to 4-3, and three, but they'll head to Sumter in the opening round. Now, they did, of course, uh, have a few more conversations. That is uh, Coach Pratt and our guys down on the field. Now, Coach Pratt went on to say, with only two teams from each region making the playoffs, there's no slouches. He goes on to say, everybody left is a good enough to beat you. That's good. I like that. That's the way it ought to be. Now, Fort Dorchester's Keith Deshishore sparked the high score on a fair right out of the gate, returning a 92-yard kickoff return and that did it with about 12 seconds on the clock and again the final up there in Monk's Corner was a 57-32 as we mentioned the fort finishes not only 4-0 in the region, region champions also an undefeated season and with that undefeated season that gives them a 7-0 record. On the other side, Boy Berkeley not only did they take a tough one and that was a loss on their final game of the year coming off of a loss against Somerville so they saw that side of the I'd say 5A football kind of have a little bit more into it at the end, but they also lost their quarterback. That's right. They look at their quarterback who, uh, again, took a tough hit during the game, and I believe it's uh, already out, so I can mention it, but it is a uh, 
a broken collarbone. So they're going to be playing without their starting quarterback next week against Sumter. That's going to be a tough call for anybody to go in against the Gamecocks, who, oh, by the way, finished undefeated as well. That, again, tough conversations to be had, and I am sure that uh, Coach Robinson is going to be ready to uh, have some more conversations about that. Now you start to kind of look at some of the other games happened around last night. The other big 5A action didn't even have to leave Berkeley County to find it. That was over in Goose Creek with Class 5 state playoffs starting next week. Goose Creek and Somerville gave fans a taste of the postseason on Friday night at Fulmer Field. Now, just like the Fort and Berkeley, those two teams could see each other in round two if they win their way there. Same conversation between Goose Creek and Somerville. Now, Somerville ends up winning this when, excuse me, Somerville ends up losing this one 30 to 27 in overtime. And here's how it kind of went as the longtime rivals had to wait about 30 minutes after a scheduled start time due to a local power outage. But the game itself provided plenty of electricity, of course, in the stands as you started to kind of look around and you were wondering how this game was going to go. And you didn't have to wait long because once they hit the green button and they started playing this game, it got everything you could imagine, and I mean in big-time fashion. You go in there and ask Coach Jason Weinstead. He said, I told our kids the game would be just like a playoff game. He goes on to say Somerville is a playoff team and a big rival. They've been playing lights out the last few weeks. We expected it to be a battle, and certainly it was. Now, Goose Creek senior running back Demetrius Simmons led the offense with 194 yards of rushing and two touchdowns, pushing his season total over the 1,000-yard mark, quarterback Gabe Johnson making his first start at this, of the season, tossed two long touchdown passes to spark the team and get them to where they needed to go. So now you look at it, and here's the kind of interesting conversation. As you can hear some stuff in the background, we'll give you an update on the score here in just a little bit. But three guys last night ended up getting 1,000 yards. We go back to the game that I mentioned early, and that was Dwayne Wright. So Dwayne Wright gets everything that he could ever imagine in another 1,000 yards, and he did it in five games. Yes, they played seven, but they substituted throughout the season. Once they got a spread, Coach LaPrade, and that would be Coach Brent LaPrade and Coach Steve LaPrade would pull out the starters. Matter of fact, in one game, that young man only played two series, but he has hit 1,000 yards. So, story with this running back, Demetrius Simmons. He hit 1,000 yards in seven games, possibly less. And don't go too far because the other game that we'll talk about is West Ashley, who beat Stratford 49-14. to Jalil Porter ran for 327 yards, six touchdowns, and led West Ashley to a 5-2 and two as they stormed past Stratford to then head into now their final game. And, again, that's just uh, some of the actions from the area. Some of the other games that happened last night kind of give you some breakdowns. Academic Magnet, how about this one, picking up their first win last night, 57-12. to 12. Baptist Hill, 22-8 to 8 over North Charleston. Now, Baptist Hill will be heading to the playoffs. They are one of uh, only two teams out of Charleston County that did clinch a playoff spot. Bishop England, they win 14-7 to over Phillips Simmons. Bishop England is done for the season. Phillips Simmons, by the way, is heading to the playoffs. Kane Bay, 13, Ashley Ridge, 10. That was a good battle. I've heard great stories from a lot of those that were there last night right here as we are coming to you live from Ashley Ridge. 
Kane Bay, good team. Ashley Ridge, good team. Bright Futures. Cross, our good guy over there at Cross, wins big. 34-18. Hammond, 44. Portugal, 13. James Island, 17. St. John's, 6. We mentioned James Island is the other team in the Charleston County area. He got not only a win last night, puts them right where they need to be. They got the at-large bid, but guess what? They hit the road. They're going to North Myrtle Beach, who just won that region, putting a powerhouse for a team in Myrtle Beach. Going to be a tough one for our good guy, Coach McCoy, but I got good faith in the die, and I think the Trojans will at least get some experience out of this. You look at Manning. In Heathwood Hall, it was all Lawrence Manning, 27-14. Porter Palmetto Christian, 62. Greenville, 28. Thomas Hayward, 70. Greenwood Christian, 8. Wando, boy, after getting beat pretty tough by the fort, they end the season with the win, beating Stahl, 69-6. And we already told you the West Ashley Stratford game, 49-14. That, of course, is brought to you by all of us right here on Southern Sports Central. The recap from the scoreboard that was last night. Now, we got a chance last night to kind of do what we do on Saturday nights and take this broadcast and some of the members of this team and do the game of the week, which was Fort Dorchester and Berkeley. How much fun was it? A lot of fun. We got a chance for some first-class hospitality by those all of those over at Berkeley. So, with that being said, we had the, uh, well, first – opportunity to get first position so we sat where we needed to sit they fed us they took care of us they did everything that they could and uh man always a, a good time so what we're going to do we got a special guest that just dropped in i got not one but two great guys just dropped in the studios or up here in the press box as uh coach shane filler is going to join me next guys let's take a quick break come back i'm going to mic him up we'll get him on the radio we'll talk about this youth football and his thoughts as he now of course has the season under his belt one more game by the way We'll be around the stadium next week on Thursday night catching them up where the Conway Tigers are going to come up here and uh, play a little football, guys. Don't go anywhere. Some more South Carolina youth football coming up next, guys. Don't go anywhere. Everybody's watching you.
Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Rick Shelvin. We want to welcome you here to the South Carolina Youth Football Association playoff game as we're here live tonight. And there's already been five games, or at least there's been four. We're in the middle of game five right now. It's 10-U action between the Woodland Wolverines and the Fort Dorchester Patriots. Right now, it's a 2014, I believe the Patriots have the lead. Uh, again, not 100% sure. I'll uh, have to catch up with you. But we do know we got Coach Shane Fiddler. He is the head football coach. Right here at Ashley Ridge, he opened up his facility for a round one playoffs of this side of the bracket. And, uh, Coach, uh, you know, you heard the new kid in town song there by the Eagles. Kind of no pun intended, but uh, kind of fitting for you, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're, we are the uh, new guys in town. I got the new kid with me, my six-month-old son here, enjoying some youth football. Uh, you know, we're out here, you know, watching – all the Dorchester County teams battle uh, each other, and uh, got, you know, and then next week you have the championships of their conference at, uh, I think, over at Fort D. Yep, at Fort D. Now, of course, uh, we do want to welcome Little Man, by the way. He spells his name W-I-N-N, Win. That's right. That's what he likes to do. And I got to tell you, Coach, <laughs> you know, uh, you have done an incredible job coming in here, taking over a program, uh, following behind a really good guy, Kenny Walker. I know, you know, you got a lot of respect for each other. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. But you come in here from a school like Walkamall. Now, you were that guy. You were that Dabo Sweeney-style coach up there, and you brought that coaching to the players, you know, mentality, right, a player's coach, if you will. Like, you would know Joe Calls, one of those kind of guys, I believe. And uh, just playing at homecoming or playing at pep rallies with the band or cheering <laughs> and dancing. I've yeah. seen you do all of it over in Walkamall, and I've talked to a lot of your kids, Coach, and uh, you're continuing to do that here. But when you got here, not only uh, were you introduced to the team, you were introduced to a, a stall and the opportunity to get better, and that is because of COVID. Uh, you guys have made it through the toughest, one of the toughest uh, schedules in uh, 5A football. We know that. You started it off right here with us in, in Fort Dorchester. We came over here and played you guys. It was a great game. And then you continued to do that. But the highlight, I guess, like you and I talked about, you know what, the last three out of four – of your uh, close uh, losses are by one point. You know, even last night, 13-10 on the road at, at, at Cane Bay. You know, kind of tell us uh, – I know you got one more game on Thursday night against Conway, but uh, kind of tell me what have you learned this year and, and what's your thoughts in a, in a kind of a condensed season? Well, you know, I interviewed for a job, so the whole goal of the first year is, you know, we don't promise wins and losses when we come in. It's just can we, we want to set the culture year one. Uh, year two, we want to grow that culture. You know, that's the whole goal right now, and that's what we're trying to do, we're trying to set the culture, trying to get the kids to buy into what we do. Um, you know, with COVID and everything, we've had a lot of crazy restrictions and, and uh, uh, new uh, ways that we've had to do things. Typically, you know, you have kids during the school day lifting weight, then you go out to practice, get out there a little early, get them home before dinner time. But just with how everything's set up this year, we, we can't practice till 5 o'clock. We practice from 5 to 7. And on Mondays and Wednesdays, if uh, you if you don't have weightlifting during school day, you lift after practice because we're not going to sacrifice the weight room because we know that's what's going to uh, put us over the, the top long term. You know, and, and, you know, people are saying, you know, you play the toughest schedule, say this, that, and area. Maybe that's right, but we want to be state champions. And if you want to be state champions, you got to beat the best. So we welcome those challenges. And that's why uh, we're lucky enough that we get to match up with Conway, who's a perennial power in the state. And, uh, you know, they're coming here to the swamp, and we're excited to go against them. I know they got big-time players. I'm watching them on film all day. So, you know, Carl and Terry's a friend of mine and some other guys on that staff. Look forward to hosting them and um, end the season on the high day. Yeah, no doubt we're live right now. We're at Ashley Ridge. They are hosting the round one of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Jay Williams is the commissioner. He also is the coach on the field down there with the 10U 
Wolverines right now, they trail by six. It is a 20-14 to 14 lead by the 10U Fort Deep guys with 7-21 remaining in the fourth quarter. Now, of course, Coach, uh, you know, you, you start to kind of put everything in perspective. Let me ask you this. You're a conditioning guy. I know that well. How much do you see – what has been the biggest – I guess negative part of not having these guys in the spring, not working them through the summer. What have you seen some of those things that have kind of showed its ugly head during uh, these uh, seven games? Uh, when I took the job, uh, I got a, I had about a week before all the crazy COVID stuff hit uh, to be with the guys. I was in there with the weight room every day. And they just – the way Coach Bellish and B.J. Bellish and Joe Hoff run that weight room, that buy-in they get from the kids uh, on that aspect, it's just amazing. And they were – busting their butt you know we got to walk them all we had to uh, work on the weight room part and get that right it took a couple years but we eventually got it right and I know they're rocking and rolling now um, but you know that weight room was rolling in here and you know I'm sure those kids would saw some great gains over the summer especially the younger guys that are just getting in there you know your, your middle schoolers and your freshmen that were getting involved in the program first-time players you know they, they're the ones who see the biggest gains uh, but you know we we got stalled out a little bit but our kids what I like about them is a lot of them decided they were going to work out on their own. They got gym memberships, and they we had an app that sent out um, an app that sent out workouts to them uh, to do with the house, and they completed that. And, you know, we're not back where we should be uh, right now in the weight room with our numbers uh, as far as, you know, what the kids are lifting. Uh, but we're getting there, and one thing I've been impressed with is we haven't had any kids tap out due to conditioning reasons this year in any game. So that tells me that they, had, they did what they were supposed to do when they weren't with us, that we were asking them to do to stay in shape. And uh, I think that, you know, if we just had a ball bounce a different way a couple times, you know, our record would look a lot different. You know, and, and I'm just glad our kids did what we asked them to do and uh, look forward to having a full off season with them this year. It's going to be a good time as we're live right now with the head coach as he's welcomed all of us in. Of course, his boss, Coach Randall, uh, the athletic director, correct? We're going to give him some love. The principal, the new principal here, by the way, at AR. Uh, they're good to have her. Uh, acceptance in here and just all that we've done. We were here a couple weeks ago, Coach. We were on the other field. I like to call those the backyard field. And that's okay. That's where you start. You work your way. You earn your way over here to this side. You know, Coach, uh, before we talk about the transition from what you see from the 8, the 10, and the 12, and the uniforms that, by the way, look incredible matching up to not only here, but Somerville, Woodland, and Fort Worcester, you had a tough loss in the family over here at Ashley Ridge. A young man that uh, last name, you know, president, a guy that uh, could do a lot of things. He was uh, a well-known man off the field and on the field. Tell us a little bit about it and, and kind of tell those listeners who may have be hearing this for the first time about this young man. Yeah, so Amari President, uh, my first interaction with him was when I met the team for the first time. And, you know, about him, he, he was voted by his teammates as one of the players I needed to talk to to find out more information about the program. So that right there tells you everything you need to know about what his teammates felt about. So I got to sit with him uh, for about 30 minutes, just me, him, and two other players, and talk about the program and the state of it. And then I got to know him a little bit more. They voted him a, a, a team leader, you know, on my leadership council that I do every year is to, to have a, a connection with the kids and have a pulse on what's going on in the locker room. And, you know, he was on that and was, was doing great at that. And um, it's like the uh, game just got tied up. Uh, yeah, four, four tied it up. So, um, anyway, so Amari, uh, you know, never backed down from a workout, nothing. You know, busted his butt uh, for this team every day. He left practice August 25th, 2020 at 8.30 p.m. and said bye to everybody and was joking with his friends in the park a lot and went home. And I got home about 9.15, 9.30, somewhere in there, and I got a phone call saying that he was getting taken to the hospital, and I rushed over there, and I got there about 10.20. 
and uh, was told that he had passed away. Unfortunately, it was I, I fell immediately to the ground. Uh, it's like Ford just took the lead with two point conversion. So yeah, I, I fell to the ground immediately. I could I could not believe what was happening, um, and then I had to somehow tell our team at 10:30 at night. You know how do you do that? So I set a Zoom meeting with our kids at 11:30. You know one thing about this pandemic is we've all learned how to use virtual meetings. Right. And, um, you know, even if you're not the one setting the meeting, you know how to get on one. So we had to do that and break kids' hearts at their in their bedroom at 1130 at night on, you know, on Tuesday. And you know, we've tried to honor him every day with how we work. We, you know, the kids set his locker up to look like it should look. Um, they have his, his game jersey in there every day. We take his game jersey with us wherever we go. We've honored him as a captain many a time uh, this year because he, he is that guy. Um, and, and, you know, he – and what I learned about him uh, after he had passed was he was really involved in politics, and he was really involved in Joe Biden's campaign here in the low country. And, in fact, there's many pictures of him with uh, Joe Biden. I, I tweeted him out today after all the election news and just, you know, just as a reminder, this guy, we still love him, and he's in our hearts, and we think about him all the time. And I know he'd be proud of the process of the election and, and people – and the amount of people in this country that chose to go vote. Right. You know, we honored him with a, um, a vote sticker on our helmet, but we changed vote to LLAP, long live, a March president. Right. And I think that's a great story. And, again, I've heard this many times, being a guy that's been in Somerville a long time. I know that family very well. It's a very common last name here in town. And uh, a young man that, uh, you know, again, if it looks to be the way it's going to be, you know, the young man uh, knew maybe ahead of all of us that that was going to be the guy that was going to be running the show here the next four years. And, Hey, the Lord finds a way to work in amazing ways. I don't say mysterious. I think amazing is a better word when you're talking about our Lord and Savior of the boat. That being said, how about the, the Lord working out here on this football field? Now, yes, we're watching the Fort Dorchester guys. We're watching Woodland. But you and I are in this thing for the right reason. That's for the guys on this field. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. It matters how they're doing it, character, effort, and energy, and all that stuff, Coach. How cool is it for you? And did you ever imagine when you got here that all the chips would fall in place? I mean, I saw all the new banners that you got out here. I see the new sign out there on the, the road coming in. But you see that transition from the 8 to the 10 to the 12. And I already know. I knew this before they told me that you go to practices and you have all the, the, the insights, the information. You talk to Birdsong and everybody that's on that staff as well. But how important is it and how big is it for you to see this feeder program taking the place and then tie that in because I want to give you a little lengthy question here to how much do you enjoy seeing the B team squad really now be in the middle school squad mm -hmm. and now that they are not at the middle schools they're actually over here practicing that you can go watch them as they grow into your program. Yeah it's amazing to have all six teams practicing on our facility every single night. Um, when I was at Walkmaw the first thing I did was go make connections with the youth program and then we saw that pay off uh, for us as we uh, were able to win, have best of school history last year and do the things we were able to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we practice five to seven, um, our B team and our JV, you know, practicing similar times. And then the young guys come out at six o'clock, go till eight. So that gives us our coaches an hour after our practice is over to go over there and be with those guys. And they, you know, they come on and take our nice practice fields when we're done. And we just kind of hang out there with them and, you know, just connecting everybody and, and just seeing the smile on those kids' faces. Yep. Isn't it fun? They need a practice shirt. They need a matching practice shirt. So we went in and found an old set of Asher Ridge Swamp Fox practice shirts and gave them to them so they can match at practice. And while they're out here, we want to look right and have a great experience. They're able to use our sled and our equipment. And, 
You know, they do a great job of following the COVID regulations of Dorchester uh, District 2. Uh, so we're very appreciative of that. It makes it easier for us all to work together. Um, and I, I know uh, Coach LaPrade's doing the same thing over there at Fort, and he's offered up his his uh, facility and connects with those guys. And, then, you know, having the B team here is great because now we get to deal with those guys on a daily basis. You know, it makes, there's some restrict, you know, some issues with that as far as, you know, getting guys over here and this, that, and the other. So right. I think it would be easier if it was not a COVID year. But once we can get back to normalcy, that will go a lot smoother. And, and um, you know, I just think uh, football is going in the right direction here in Dorchester County. No doubt, of course, Dorchester County has done away with their middle school programs and, and kind of putting it all together, uh, guys, is uh, the big picture here. Because if you come out to one of these games, again, if you miss tonight's action, no worries. You can go over to the fort next week. We'll have three games. As of right now, we're waiting on this game and a few more. Another one after this one. As of right now, AR is in two of the three already. So you see eight you coach, your AR guys are there playing fort. The 10 U AR guys will be playing against uh, the winner of this game, and then the 12 U is going to be Fort Dorchester and either the Wolverines of Woodland and or I guess you would say Somerville the Wave over that way. Um, so good having that opportunity, and then the winner after that goes up to Woodland for the championship game, and then there's the big championship up in Columbia. So three or four more weeks. Now, your thoughts uh, from a coaching point of view? Sweet 16 is where we are right now, right? And uh, we are in playoff mode. Now, you guys, uh, and I think that's really neat that the commissioner, Singleton, gave you guys what we call a bowl game, an extra game, if you yep. want to take it. That's cool. I think it's even better that you put it on a Thursday night to give you some opportunity to get some more exposure for your kids. Exactly. Very smart. That's why we did that. We right. want, you know, Somerville, 4D, Goose Creek, Berkeley are all playing playoff games on Friday night. Uh, we want we want the biggest crowd possible for our kids to have their best experience. Last game for the seniors, and we already did senior night, but you know they know that this is their last their last rodeo. So we want it to be a great experience. We want people to enjoy good football. So that's why we put it on Thursday. I think that's great. And I've seen Fridays and I've seen some Saturdays, coach. So I think that's big. But what is your thought going forward? And I know that again, you're going to go with what whatever's put out in front of us, coach. But what do or, or should I ask you the question? Do you like the format of going to maybe a condensed? Playoff schedule, number one, and then starting after Labor Day, that gives us time to take our kids to a camp. Let's get out of the area. Let's get them out of the county. Let's get them out of their homes and put them in a building that where kind of like remember the Titans. Yeah. You can look at them and say, you know, I'm your daddy now type of feeling. What, what's your thoughts on those two things, Coach? Um, I think starting after Labor Day was good for the heat restrictions. You know, we face a lot of heat restrictions um, in that August time period uh, when we're trying to be out there full pads and scrimmage and games and everything. And, um, so I think starting after Labor Day was good. I just know there's a lot of challenges because you know, we want our kids playing multiple sports, especially here at Asher Ridge. I encourage our kids. I did this at Walk Mall as well. You need to try out for a basketball team. If you don't make it, you need to wrestle. <laughs> and in the spring, you need to try out for baseball or soccer or whatever. And if you don't make that, you need to go <laughs> run tracks. So we want to make sure those, those those sports have their time as well. So if they can work all that out, I think it'd be great. Um, but, you know, it, it definitely this year starting after Labor Day was great for the heat aspect. We didn't have any uh, wet bulb. Globe thermometer issues, which keep us off the field. For those that don't know that, the trainers are required by law to have that. And if it's above a certain temperature, we can't be out there at all. If it's this level, we can only be in helmets or right. whatever. Um, I like playing the 10 games. I like, uh, you know, this year, uh, I would like us to have a normal playoff because we'd be in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not going to go for that right now. Right. Um, but I do, I do appreciate the high school league, uh, being flexible and allowing us to schedule an eighth game, even though we didn't make the playoffs. I think uh, that that is a good idea. I think that if you are going to go to a condensed playoff, then you need to allow teams to try to pick up some extra games. Right. Um, I think that's okay. I met, you know, a few years ago we were in uh, – we had uh, – there was no 5A 
Right. And I was coaching uh, 4A was the highest level. I was the offense coordinator at Collin County. I used to play an 11-game schedule. That's and right. then you had 16-team playoffs. That allowed, you know, it gave you that 11th game. That was great. It just felt like every week was a slugfest, no matter who you played. It was That was awesome. You know, I, I really enjoyed that as well. But, you know, I like – I like the setup of what we do. You know, I think the people in Columbia do a great job scheduling. I think they've done an awesome job this year considering the circumstances. Really appreciate uh, Commissioner Singleton and Charlie Linsky and everybody up there. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, I, I know, I know that I want our Dorchester County teams to go uh, go play for lower state against each other, and then whoever wins that go win the state championship. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, because I can tell you right now, Somerville, by the way, does go to uh, Ducksport next week. And everybody in Dorchester County, around the state, that's usually how it goes. You're either pulling with them or against Ducksport. They're like Alabama. They're like Clemson. You know, there's winning teams. You know, you, you don't really, you know, get either or ride that fence. They could care less. Now, everybody's got something invested into it. But here in Dorchester County, I can tell you this, being a Dorchester County guy myself, you know, it's one of those ones, the rule coach, that we can pick on one another, but we don't let nobody else from the outside in. That's right. And, uh, I love that about it. You know, it's a very knit, good family. Uh, we got some great coaches, some great athletic directors. Uh, you know, I've had a chance to make and, and interview Coach uh, Randall, right? He came on when we had our focus here, remember? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, Randall Tucker does, did a great job there. And then uh, Brian Rutherford is the athletic director at Somerville, and I get a really good opportunity to work with a guy who's my head coach and my athletic director over there, (laughs) Stephen Fred. He's the boss, so I get a chance to hang out with a guy who's a legend after spending so many years with, you know, Coach McKissick, man. You know, that's something big. But to see your young energy coming in, and, hey, man, I got a chance to interview Wynn here. You just heard the young man. How old is he again, Coach? He is six and a half months. Six and a half months old. He's ready to ball I hope I'm right on saying that. My wife's going to listen to this. She's going to be mad if I'm not right. I'll be like six and three quarters. You'll be sleeping in his box tonight if you're wrong. (laughs) Well, Coach, I appreciate everything that you do for Southern Sports Central. I mean, you're welcome. Welcome to San. We're in the press box. We are great, by the way. Very entertaining radio guys sit in the same room. Great conversations um, we had. Greg Fryer, right. yeah. Joey Ritter, they were awesome. Right. They were our radio guys down at Collin right. County. So we, they brought, were, we were lucky to get them. You brought them from the back porch. Right? <laughs> yeah, the front porch. The front porch. The there, you there you go. There you go. You know, when you look at it, those guys, and it was by God. And I tell Clinton, by the way, and I, I believe, Clinton, uh, let me see if I can bring you in here real quick, buddy. Clinton, you with us, buddy? Yes, sir. Richie Altman, how you feel? Hey, that sounds like my buddy from Ashley Ridge that you're talking to. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, brother? Man, you doing all right? Man, hey, I'm doing wonderful. We're over here at Danny Jones Recreational Fields where it has been ball, 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 just like you guys, all day long with this first round of playoffs. And, man, oh, man, Richie Guys, we 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 got a we got a show for them tomorrow. It's been pretty much one sided over here with North Charleston and the Low Country Golden Knights fully sweeping everybody they see. So next week will be the headbanger between Low Country Golden Knights and North Charleston as of right now. Twelve U just got started, um, and it's 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 interesting. Shall I say that we'll keep it fifty fifty? It's interesting. Slow start, but I'm pretty sure it's going to speed up real quick. Everybody's pretty much had a running clock, so that tells you it's been dominating. Um, I can't wait to hear about Richie's uh, games today and see what's been going on. But now you guys talking about football, man. I'm I was happy when it started. Now I'm kind of sad that it's coming to an end. 
Well, it's only going to come to an end. It's one of those ones, Clinton, if you win, you're in. If you don't, you won't. It's like paying rent. If you don't pay your bill, you get evicted. Well, if you don't pay the piper and get the winning score, you go home. And, you know, last night you and I had one of those games that we called here on Southern Sports Central that we watched uh, Keith Destiny Short do some big things, but it was Dwayne Wright, kind of the quiet guy out of the fort, get a 1,000 yards. Coach, I don't know if you know or not, but Galen, who uh, – Jaleel – Skinner over there, if I'm not mistaken. i got to maybe look up his name. But the running back at West Ham. Jaleel Porter. Jaleel Porter, great player. Right. He got 1,000 yards. The running back from Goose Creek last night got 1,000 yards. And then, right. He's a great player, too. And then, and then you got a guy at a four got 1,000. So we got three oh, guys man. in six games. Six, no, seven, <laughs> in seven games. In seven games, all got 1,000 yards, man. I think that's, that's the big deal. three fantastic football players. We faced all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you picked up on your way down from the Grand Strand. Maybe they're just mad that you had a better view than we do here sometimes in the, in the field. Because you don't got a beachfront property here in Dorchester. They're just mad because we got the job at the best school in the state. That's who it is. That's why. Boy, I tell hey, you, man. Come on, on now, go. fellas. <laughs> hey, I'm going to take a quick break here. I'm going to come back to you, and I'll give you and I some opportunity to catch up on the games that have happened here. I got a recap as well. Clint, hang tight. We'll come back to you as you're live at Danny Jones. I'm over here at Ashley Ridge, and we're live with the head coach who's opened the facilities for all of the teams. It started at 10, and it ends hopefully not at 10, but if it is, it's okay. They do things long time here. They like to play football, keep the lights on, and keep everybody home here in the swamp here as uh, we're excited to be a part of this event here tonight. I did the longest broadcast, I would say pregame, that I've ever done in my life. It started in week one right here as we were doing FD Sports TV, and it began, by the way, on Friday at about <laughs> 5 o'clock, and it ended on Saturday, Coach, somewhere around 6 o'clock. It was like a 12-hour marathon. Now, one thing that just ended was the final, and it is done, 22 to 20. Let's go ahead and write in Fort D. They will represent the 10 you guys. Let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll do a little bit more right here on Southern Sports Central. Guys, don't go anywhere. Bad boys are 
that you don't want to talk with them or be here for the Come in the ring with them, you're never walking out again. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Allman, alongside, well, not really, but kind of, sort of. We are doing that old virtual connection between myself and that, the professor of voice sports. You can hear him tomorrow night right here on Southern Sports Central, Clinton Robinson, Sr. I am hanging out here at, well, Ashley Ridge. Six games on the docket, five are in the books. Just finished up right now with a 22 to 20 win for the fourth. They are represented in all three games next week. Let's give it to you. AU was a one o'clock, excuse me, was the game one. Woodland, Ashley Ridge, Ashley Ridge got the win. Game two was NU, Somerville, Ashley Ridge, Ashley Ridge gets the win. Game three, 12U was Ashley Ridge and Fort D. Fort D picks up the dub. Game four, 8U, Somerville, Fort Dorchester. Fort D gets the win. And just now, back it up, Fort Dorchester, 10U picks up that win against Woodland to advance to the championship game as it will be at Fort Dorchester next week. Clinton, you already know, man, Fort D hitting it in stride. We talked about this before, but they are the hottest team, I think, in the SEC. Listen, you cannot definitely count Fort Dorchester out. They came out of nowhere, brand-new, fresh program, and they are really making noise. Hey, but guess what? Over here on the west side, Low Country Golden Knights have already secured their spot in next week's playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. It is done. 8U, 10U, and 12U, full sweep across the board. Left nothing Nothing on the field. Played their hearts out. Was running clocks for the majority of the day, Richie. That's why right now I'm at the end of the first quarter. One minute left. Uh, the NC Raiders are taking on the West Ashley Kings. 16 to nothing already towards the end of the first quarter. But I'm pretty sure you saw some good highlights and even some good football going out there on the East. Yes, sir, Reed. No doubt, no doubt. So let me ask you this before we uh, get to our game. It's getting ready to kick off. Low Country Knights will represent the 8U. Who will they play? Do we know yet? I believe that right now it's the Raiders. It's looking like the Raiders and the Low Country Golden Knights. Uh, the Raiders have done the same thing. There were six games out here today. Uh, West Ashley played all of the Raiders, and the Cobras of Cane Bay played all of the Low Country Golden Knights. And Low Country wow. Golden Knights, like I said before, swept all the 8, 10, and 12. And the NC Raiders are on their way right now with 16 nothing lead over the West Ashley Kings to do the same. So right now, Richie, it looks like Low Country Golden Knights and the NC Raiders will be going into second round next week to see who goes to the ship. And I tell you, that is going to be three major games. It'll all be heard right here on Southern Sports Central, and it will be at the wood. I'm going to try to give all three games a show, which will be three different links, but we'll figure that one out as we get there. Clinton, I'm going to let you get back to action. I'll text you here around close to halftime if you can check back in. Let's do that. Let's talk some of that. Friday Night Lights, I gave a pregame, just had our uh, 
big time uh, guy that came in here and opened up the facility. That is the head coach of Ashley Ridge, Shane Fiddler. You and I have had a chance to talk to him on multiple levels, but uh want to thank you for what you're doing, representing Southern Sports Central, representing Boys Sports, and representing the NWO of Sports Radio, my brother from another mother. We'll talk in about 20 minutes. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Y'all be safe. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is Clinton Robinson Sr. Let's get down to the action as we are now underway. Under the lights, yes, and here comes Somerville. Out of the backfield, he runs it to the 30, to the 15, to the 5, to the 4, and a touchdown, and like that, quickly, Somerville, number, I believe, 10, is in. Count six on the board, and I got to tell you, I can, without a doubt, Expect this one to be a game that we're going to be talking about. This could be an instant classic here. Again, I'm Richie Alvin. This is our game of the week brought to you by the South Carolina Youth Football Association. And you can only hear the SEC South Carolina Youth Football Association radio right here on Southern Sports Central. 814 remaining, spotting the ball as they're going for two around the three. One receiver to the left. Quarterback takes it from the shotgun. He's going to try to push his way through. Number 17 is stuffed. Tried to strip the ball, but not in time. And again, about a 45-yard run for Somerville's. I'm going to say, I believe I said number 18. I do apologize. With 8-14 in the first quarter, puts us here at a 6 nothing lead. And, again, let's kind of give you the layout here tonight. Now, Somerville did get the ball to start the opening quarters. We're coming to you live in the final game. This is game six of round one of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, SEC division here on the coast side. And Somerville, 12U taking on the 12U of Woodland. Now, Somerville coming out in the black pants, the green, that Kelly green jerseys, white numbers. Thank you, Coach. And that famous signature helmet, the green with the wave on the side. On the other side, it's the wood. Yeah, the boys up 78 have come in here. And they're wearing the gray pants, the white jerseys, the green helmets, and those green numbers. Again, much appreciated, Coach. They spot the ball here as Somerville takes a 6 nothing lead in the first quarter. 8-14 remaining here in the first quarter. They'll put the ball at the 40. Now, what we do see on a regular basis here is an onside kick. Number 16 for Somerville, ready to kick this one off. He'll set it up. Nope, he kind of pooches it a bit. Bounces once or twice. The young man gets it from the 40. Hits the jitter, and here comes seven to the 50, to the 40, to the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5, the 4, the 3, the 2, the 1. And he puts six on the board as he just ran it from the 40 of his own to the end zone. And like that, we've got a tie ball game. Number two on the chart, number one in the heart, is now with 8.05 remaining. It's a tie ball game. They uh, can't give it to any of these guys at Woodland because these guys all have track speed. You can't kick it around anybody because somebody is going to make you pay for it. Again, number two there running that one. Let's give them credit for seven. Let's go give them credit for 60 yards. So a 60 Yard kickoff return for the Wood. As they tie it up there, Somerville putting my nose down. Going for two is the Woodland Wolverines. It doesn't look like they're going to get it, even though they give it to the biggest dude in the house. He fumbles the ball on the ground. 
they're not going to give it to them. And you can almost count every time the big man for the Woodland Wolverines, they set him up like a fullback, and he runs it out like a mat truck. But tonight is the first night I've seen him be denied. And that now keeps it at a 6-6 ball game. Quarter one. It's going to be a fast game here. I got a feeling here that this one here is going to be kind of a a heavyweight matchup here between two teams, 12U. You win, you're in. You don't, you won't. You'll see tomorrow if you handle business today. We do have uh, pretty much the schedule for this week and next week. I'll be at the fort taking care of three ball games. Clinton Robinson will be representing Southern Sports Central and Voice Sports over at Danny Jones. He'll handle three. Then we'll meet together over at the Wood. That one, stay tuned. Some special news coming out of that one. Here's the kick. Picked up around the 30. Here comes Somerville. 26 is heading towards the visitor side. He breaks across the 30. The whistle's blown at the 32. And he's down like that. Good night for football. Been a great night for football. Been a great day for football. A little hot. But then the Lord would allow some clouds to come through. We had a few drizzles dropping through the sky and down on us to cool us down a little bit. But I want to thank, uh, again, Everybody who allowed us to be a part of this tonight, and, uh, of course, uh, the athletic director, the principal here at Ashley Ridge, Coach Shane Fiddler is the head football coach here for the Swamp Foxes. He just joined us here, special guest in the pregame. Next week, we'll try to have a Somerville coach for the pregame. Break the huddle, and here comes the wave heading towards the scoreboard. Two receivers out there, one to the left, one to the right. Shotgun formation is the quarterback. He's going to stand on his own 30. Takes the snap at the keeper, but he's not going to keep much of the positive stuff. He's getting dropped for a loss, and they got him somewhere around the 30-yard line. The line of scrimmage was the 32. That's bring up a second down and 12. Score right now, 6-6, six, 7-39. Six, counting it down here, the final game of the night in the opening week of the playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that season. Oh, is it playoff season? Not only here for these young guys, but it's – now playoff season for the guys on the Friday Night Lights. We'll talk about that at the half. Somerville breaks the huddle. They uh, now face a second and 12. They'll spot the ball at the 30. One receiver to each side. Now they're going to move one of the running backs out there as a tight end. Quarterback's at the shotgun. A bad snap. It's on the ground. They'll have to drop on it. And there you go. Somerville's able to fall on it. Number eight, the quarterback. Good heads up play, young man. You have about put yourself in a Tough situation. You got to be able to kind of grip that one. Looked like it was up there around your chest. But, again, that's a little bit lower as we're coming to you from the eye in the sky. Out of the press box. Here comes the play from the sideline. They spot the ball. They did, by the way, get back to the 30. The line of scrimmage originally is at the 32. So, still a third down and 12. One receiver to the left, one to the right. They'll set a guy up as a tight end. Running backs each side of the quarterback from the shotgun at his own 25. Moves a man out, positions him as a receiver to the left side. Tough snap. He rolls it to the right. The quarterback keeper, he ain't keeping it long as he's all of a sudden going to be drilled by the white wall of those jerseys from Woodland. Big time down coming up now. Fourth down and a long one here. It's not a country mile, but it's a good one. As they dropped him around the 27-yard line on the right hash mark. Under six minutes, six, six, six is the score. 
Again, you are listening to the South Carolina Youth Football Association Game of the Week. This is the final game of round one of the playoffs. I'm Richie Altman coming to you live from Ashley Ridge High School in the big house. Breaking the huddle. One receiver's left, one to the right. Looks like they're going to punt it. Here's the boot. Nice little punt. In the hands. Here comes the speed again. The young man catches at the 40. He's still on his feet. Number one is hitting the 15. He looks like he's found the end zone, and he did. Not once, but twice. The special teams of the wood has shown up, and they put six on the board with 524 remaining. A 50-yard return for number, I believe, number one. Great job finding a seam. And finding that right side as he hit the 50 in stride and not one guy was able to put a hand on the kid as he used that athletic ability to get into the end zone. So 50 yards later, number one gets a touchdown. We'll wait the extra point here is now it's 12-6. And it is Woodland with the lead. Again with 524 remaining. They're going to go for two. Here's the snap. Not a good one. Number one, going to bulldog his way up. Did he get it? He did. That had put it up there to 14-6. to six. And then we'll take a quick break. Come back. We'll get some more football. Don't go anywhere. It's 524, 14-6. 12U Wolverines over the 12U Wave. Guys, we'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central, the South Carolina Youth Football Association, all happening at Ashley Ridge. This song is to encourage my brothers and my sisters that might be going through some things in your life. I want to let you know that Jesus said he would never leave you nor forsake you. You're not in this thing by yourself. Just keep holding on and don't give up. He'll be there for you. Whooping might endure for a night, but here comes the joy. Let's go. Come on. Uh-huh. Make you feel like That's what you'll do right there. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yelman here. Game of the week. We are at the final game of the round one, the playoffs. Here, the quick kick to 23. He boots it, uh-oh, on the ground, but I believe Somerville found their way to get on it somewhere. It looks like the 35 and a quick turn of events here as uh, two different plays, all teams and all big time for the Wolverines. They started off putting six on the board with a 60-yard kick return there. And it was number two. Then they found number one. Somerville did as they punted it to number one. 50 yards later, he's in the end zone. It is a 14-6 score, 518 remaining. Now you're looking over there, and here comes Somerville. Now, Somerville again here with the black pants, the green jerseys, the green helmets, and the appreciating the white numbers. Spot the ball around the 35 on the middle of – no, excuse right hash, left hash mark. One receiver to the right, three to the left, running back, going to stand. 
to the right side. Man in motion. He's going to hand it to 18 from the left side to the right side. Here comes 18 across. A great job of getting what he had available. He gets across the 40, looking like to the 42. A nice gain of about seven. Nice pick up there. Nice run there by the offensive coordinator on the other side of the field. That, of course, is the visitors, and that is Somerville. They are on the visitor side tonight. Good crowd. They've got their cheerleaders here, both, I believe, both squads. I thought I saw some young Wolverine ladies out there cheering on those 12 you guys. Now they break the huddle. Here comes the quarterback shotgun formation. Left side is his running back. Two, three receivers to the right, one to the left. Right hash mark. They spot the ball close to the 43. He'll look like he'll hand it off to the right side. He spins. Number 18 is still on his feet. This kid is dangerous, and he's still on his feet all the way to the 40. Four-yard line. Great job there by this young man. I don't have any rosters. I do apologize. I requested them. I didn't get them. We'll try to get them next week. You know, I'm one of those guys. I like to call the name and the number. These young men have worked hard, but I'll give you the number. Somerville, number 18 there. Pig pick up. They're cross. Now into Woodland Territory of the right hash mark. They'll put the ball. Looks like about the 35. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Handed up the middle. Here comes number eight. But he gets across the line of scrimmage and a few extra yards, I believe. A pickup of – man, I'll give him four. Second and six from about the 41-yard line there. Young men looking at their plays on their wrist. Boy, they come a long ways from my days of playing youth football. 353, 14-6, Woodland with the lead over Somerville. Three receivers left side, one right side. Quarterback shotgun to the right is his running back. Man in motion left to right is 18. He's going to hand it up the middle. Here comes the big running back, and he's going to stumble across to the 10. Number one cuts direction. He's going to the right side, and he finds an end zone after spinning his way through. Wow, what a great job. Hold the press. We got a flag on the play. It's hanging out down there around the 37-yard line. They're going to wave it off, and that's going to put six on the board. We'll give them credit. Let's see how much uh, we got here. Number one ran it in there for Somerville. He had about, let's give him, hmm, I want to say he ran it about 42 yards. So, great run there by the green wave. And uh, now puts it at 14 to 12. Flag on the play as they're getting ready to go for the extra points. We're checking that number. Actually, we're going to give him 38 yards on the run from the line of scrimmage. Makes it, of course, uh, that with 333. Again, Somerville looking pretty good here tonight, doing what they can and handling business. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. So, hold it here. Okay. All right. Look at there. We're working together. I do got some names. You ask and you shall receive. Got to love it. And I want to say, I think they gave the numbers on the wrong side here. Waiting to see them flip-flop this one. And again here, it should be 14. Should be, I want to say, 14 on one side and maybe 14 on the other if they got the extra points. There you go. 14-14 with 333 remaining. Great job there, the scorekeeper. I want to thank the uh, the gentleman there who was able to give me what I needed for the names and the numbers here. Again, we're going to try to do what we can here for Somerville and uh, 
kind of see what we got here. Again, we're just trying to put everything together. We apologize here with 333. They're getting ready to kick it off. Somerville ties it up. Great run there by number one. Here's a quick boot to the right side of the field in the hands of a young man for Woodland. He's coming the wrong way, but he now goes back to the 45 and down to the 47 yard line. Great job there by the young man. This guy, again, looking for his numbers a little bit smaller, so his numbers are crunched up a little bit there, but you can't take away the heart the kids got there behind those pads. This kid uh, ran a little bit left, ran a little bit right, and fell into the about the 47-yard line. Spot the ball on the left hash mark. They're heading towards 165. That's towards the high school, for those who don't know the roads locally. Woodland, look at this one. Doing a little trick here. Got an entire line up to the right side. Got a quarterback. Takes the snap. It's a bad snap. It's over the head, and it's still on the ground. Here comes the ball. It's still loose. Somerville on the scoop, and they got it. Man, oh, man. I'm not sure what happened for the center as it was spotted at the 47. The line, the entire line, it came over to the right side. I've seen this in college. Usually when the guys say set, the whole line shifts over. But this young man snaps the ball over the head of Woodland. It falls, boots it a few times until finally it lands at the 25. And it's Somerville's ball with 323 remaining. Now Somerville with it on the right hash mark at the 30. Excuse me. Check it. 25 heading towards the scoreboard. Into the woods we go with two receivers. Nope. Check it. Three receivers to the right. One to the left. Number seven out to the right side. And a few more. And number two over here to the left side. Shotgun formation at the 20. Four-yard line, takes the snap, hands it to number 18, and he's drug out by the white jerseys and that big dog. I tell you, that kid, I don't have his number from here, but it looks like he might be one of the big dudes that they count on to shut down any mo, and that means momentum. We're not taking any mo, they say. Any more momentum, they'll sling him down, take him down, and that's going to be a tackle for loss. They'll spot the ball. Back around the 26 at the original line of scrimmage of the 25, a loss of one, three receivers right side. They had a man move. They will throw the flag there. The running back kind of tried to lean a bit. You got to be patient and you got to be disciplined. As uh, number 18 was on the left side of the quarterback from the shotgun formation. And what happened? Well, he got caught lean. Get that lean on. Kind of throws you off a little bit because – you look on the other side, and one of the big guys, number 99, actually has a white jersey on, almost kind of similar to the jerseys on the other side, but he is a green wave. Here comes the wave now, second down. We're moving him back, and it's going to be now second and 16. They'll spot the ball. Looks like about the 36-yard line. Two, three receivers left, one to the right, quarterback shotgun. Right side of his running back, and another jump. Man, oh, man, the whistle is blown again. We'll see what we got here. The referees will hit the bill again, and they'll move them back, move them back, way back. And where they started, let's give you some geographics. It's the 25, and they now have placed it all the way back there on the 36. So now we've got second forever. From the 36 on the right hash mark, Somerville with the ball. They got it on a turnover, kind of a weird play. Kind of come back to bite them, but it's still clock ticking under two minutes almost as we're at 2.08, tied at 14. First quarter of action, two receivers on the field, one left, one right. They move 26 to a receiver position. 
Take the snap, roll out to the left, come back and get the ball almost incomplete, almost intercepted by number 18 of Woodland. Had he turned around, he would have got it. It was intended, I believe, originally for number seven, one of their tall receivers from Somerville. Number two almost came underneath for Somerville and picked it up and got it. But nevertheless, we'll flip the uh, we'll flip the number and head to three. It'll be now third and about maybe 25. 152, it does stop the clock here in the first quarter. Winner of this game, we'll see Fort Dorchester. At the fort, 12U. Round two. Two receivers to the right side, one to the left side. Right hash mark. They snap the ball. Quarterback's going to hand it to 18. He runs to the right side, finds a gap, but it closes quickly. And about nine different dudes from Woodland get credit for that one because they put their arms around him long enough for the rest of the pack to get there. And here comes Woodland with a big defensive stance. That momentum was rolling 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 and all of a sudden hold on a minute with a minute 26 14 14 ball now on the right hash mark looking for that marker over there i believe it's about the 32 of woodland it's a fourth down and we'll give it about 16 one receiver left one to the right shotgun formation breaks out one running back out to the receiver position to the right balls on the ground and that's gonna turn it over on downs and again Oh, this is not the time of year that you can do things like that, ladies and gentlemen. Bad snap. Now that leads to turnover on downs. Woodland gets the ball with 104 remaining here in the, I'd say, very close to the end of the first quarter, 14-14. Here comes the Wood. They'll spot the ball right around the 35 on the left hash mark. Woodland Wearing those gray pants, the white jerseys, the green numbers, and those famous green helmets representing the wood. Loving this situation that we're in right now. This is something good to come out of all this craziness in 2020 is the feeder program. Two receivers right side. One, two to the left side. Shotgun formation is a very dual-threat quarterback of the wood. They stand at his own 31 with a running back directly behind him. Hand it off. Get some speed. Get some hands around him. If he got back to the line of scrimmage, he's lucky think they're going to give him that there. So that'll bring up a second down and 10. Under a minute we go. It's all tied up at 14. Boy, oh boy, what a great night for football. Had two great nights for football here. Dorchester County is Shane Fiddler. He is the head football coach here in this stadium for the Ashley Ridge Swamp Foxes. Here's the snap. Hands it off to the running back. He runs to the left side, finds the seam. Not much, but enough to at least get some uh, momentum as they break closely Almost, if not to the 40, I believe, to the 40, maybe one. Yeah, let's give it to the 41. That's going to give them short third down and about four. Final play of the quarter, we'll see. 14-14, spot the ball on the left hash mark. One receiver each side. They'll move another guy to the left side. So two receivers to the left, one to the right. Snap. Here comes the running back. Rolls out to the right side. Got a lot of green jerseys, and he's got a man on his heels, but he's going to get a first down. He's still on his feet. Number seven has got a lot of heart. And a lot of momentum, and he looks like he's on a video game as he goes left and right and then stands up, crosses his arm, and says, let's move them chains and go into the second quarter with some momentum. And like that, they'll do that. Reset it up here. We're going to take a quick win. It is 14-14 here at the end of the first quarter. Coming back, more football right after this. 
the truth can hurt you or the truth can change you what will truth do to you I just wanna be happy but if I keep on doing the things that keep on bringing me pain there's no one else I can blame if I'm not happy wasted time but now I can see the biggest enemy it was me so I'm not happy Cry yourself to sleep, shout and raise your hands, it won't change a thing child until you Welcome back, everybody. Quickly, let's get back to the field there. They spot the ball around. It looks like the 37. Two receivers to the left side, two hanging out to the right side. Here's the quarterback rolls out to the right side, slings a rock. Watch out, number seven to number one. He leaps above one, catches it, rolls in, and he'll take it to the house. And like that, right out of the gate into the second quarter, it's a 20-14 to lead for the Woodland Wolverines. A strike. Connect and sink in the battleship over there. Here comes the big dog. Give it to the horse, and he's going to eat in the end zone with two. Man, what a great way to start the second quarter. They got this guy. I don't know what they call him, but they call his number on a regular basis when they need two in the end zone. And the young man, I think it's number 30 on the score over there. But, uh, again, this kid here is a special young cat that uh, definitely looks like an offensive lineman, but say respect the skills, Southern Sports Central. I'm putting two on the board. 22-14. Recap it here. So it will be that completion to number one. We'll give it at about a 37-yard pass. That put them in the end zone and then got two with it. And at 8.52, we're now looking at a 22-14. Wow, what a change in the event there. They took that thing all the way from about, we'll say, the 37-yard line. Here's an onside kick. Did they get it? Weird there. I think he might have touched it before. An offside on Woodland. They jumped on the kickoff. Coming up at halftime, we'll go back to Danny Jones. We'll check in with Clinton Robinson Sr. He's the other half of the Saturday Night Madness here on Southern Sports Central. He represents us over there as well as Voice Sports, the professor. You can hear him tomorrow night, by the way, if you want to get a recap on all the playoffs around the South Carolina Youth Football Association, not just here in the SEC, but across the board. You can do that. Just uh, tune in tomorrow night right here on Southern Sports Central. Go like us. On Facebook, and there's a kick, but it's missed, and we'll do it again. That was a practice. Boop, and there it is, into the hands of a green wave, I believe. Number 10, number 19, excuse me, catches it, and it will now be first down into Woodland Territory, coming right out of the gate with 8.45 remaining. 
Great action all day long here at Ashy Ridge. I want to thank uh, Coach Randall Tucker. He is the athletic director here. And, of course, uh, their head coach, Shane Fiddler, who opened up the facility all year long, to be honest with you, for not just their Ashley Ridge Swamp Fox feeder program, but for every team that came in here. They opened up their doors and their hearts. And on behalf of us here at Southern Sports Central, to all of the schools that did that throughout the year, we say thank you. And it was a huge chance. You did it. We made it. And with 8.45 here in the second quarter, they spot the ball at the middle of the field at the 45. Two receivers are now – no, they're going to move seven to the right side. So three receivers to the right, one to the left, shotgun formation. As he stands right about the 50 at the shotgun, Somerville's quarterback with a running back to his left side, man in motion, is going to come right to left. He's going to hand it to 18. 18's got wheels, and he goes. He's got it. 15, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. End zone he finds, and like that, from the 45 yard, he runs it in the end zone. So, man, I tell you what, the shootout is on. As now Somerville hands it off to number 18, and they run for 45 yards, touched by a few, but denied by no one. And that now makes it a 20. 2022 game. We're waiting for the extra point. It's only going to be a two-point conversion. We don't do kickoff. I don't believe they, they they try those extra points too much, but you never, never know. Somerville strikes back after a quick score by the Wood in the kickoff and the score early to start the second half. Number 18 playing quarterback. Two receivers to the right side. One to the left. Bad snap. Quarterback keeper. You can't take him down. You can try it, and you got him. They did get him down. How about that at the two? Quarterback kind of seemed like he kind of was deflated a little bit there coming out the left side, but they'll be denied, and they'll keep it there 22-20. to 8.32 remaining here in the second quarter. Some recaps from today. Don't have any scores, but I got the finish. I got the winners of the day, if you will. Starting off in game one, it started all off at 10 o'clock this morning right here at Ashley Ridge High School. It was Woodland and Ashley Ridge. Ashley Ridge 8U program gets the win. 10U started off game two. That was Somerville and Ashley Ridge. All of Swap Foxes in the first two games as they've knocked down and knocked out Somerville. Game three had Ashley Ridge and 4D. 4D picks up the dub in 12U. Game four had 8U Somerville taking on the Fort Dorchester Patriots, again, Fort Dorchester gets the win. And then game five that ended right before this one was the Wood and the Fort. Fort takes that one as well. We'll give you the breakdown for next week. Here's an onside kick. It bounces between the legs of one. Here comes Woodland. They pick it up, and they're going to run it very close to the 43-yard line. They stay in Woodland territory with 825 remaining here in the second quarter. So if right now, and we were looking ahead in a crystal ball, it would look like this. We'll be heading to Fort Dorchester next week. I believe 10 o'clock will be the time for the first kickoff over there. We'll be in the big house in Bagwell Stadium. I believe that's where we're heading. I think Coach Pratt will allow these guys in. They did a great job last week, so hopefully we'll get that press box and uh, open up the lights and do the things next week. But Nevertheless, Fort Dorchester will host it, and they'll have three teams in it, in the 8U, Ashley Ridge, and the Fort, 10U, Ashley Ridge, and the Fort, 12U, Fort Dorchester, and we'll see. Quick snap here, quarterback keeper, he runs up the middle, doesn't get a thing, maybe a yard if he's lucky, let's give it to him. It's generous, it's the given season close to Thanksgiving, so we'll give him a yard, why not? Let's move it from the 43 to the 44. 
Ah, you know what? Give him two. 45-yard line. Clock tick-tock at 8.04, 22-20. Woodland's 12U team over the 12U team of Somerville. Winner gets to play the fort next Saturday over at the fort. Not sure if it's, uh, again, we'll have to find out the time frames. I want to thank Jay Williams. He's the commissioner of the SEC. That's this division of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Here comes Wood with two receivers to the left, three to the left, one to the right. Quarterback shotgun formation. Hands off a bat, hand off to 21, but this guy's got speed to make up the difference. He gets across the 45 all the way to the 47. The line of scrimmage was the 45. Going to be short first down, third down now coming up. They'll spot the ball close to the 47-yard line on the left hash mark, heading to 165 or the schoolhouse. Woodland breaks the huddle with two receivers on each side, the shotgun formation, and the Woodland Wolverine quarterback is going to stand at his own around the 42, a running back going to stand almost directly behind him. Imagine an eye. Here's the snap. He's going to sling the rock, tosses it out of the backfield to 21. Stiff arms him, drags him down in a big hit, but he's still on his feet. 21, you got to wrap him up. And he got drilled on the side by number 60. I tell you what, the young man from Woodland looked a little bit like Deion Sanders with a little bit of that fancy stuff coming out of the backfield. Looked good coming out, but met up with a guy from uh, Somerville, number 60, decided to come in there and look a little bit like J.J. Watts. And he put his shoulder down and his head up. And next thing you know, we're talking about a – Big fourth down as they are now into Somerville territory. They'll spot the ball just short of a first down, looking to be close to about the 47. They need the 46. 644, 22-20, the lead for Woodland. Two receivers left, two right side, shotgun formation, running back to his left side, quarterback keeper, and he keeps it, and he earns it. The first down across the 45 into the 44, and they – Move the chains with 638 remaining here in the second quarter. Great job of uh, putting it all together tonight, Gary Birdsong, uh, the uh, director here of the Ashley Ridge branch, if you will, the 8, the 10, and the 12. They've got food out here. They've done a great job echoing this time after time, and that is uh, wear your mask, separate yourself, and most of all, have a good time. Grab yourself something to eat while you're here. You know, that's kind of the rule of thumb. That should have always been the rule of thumb. I guess we had to be told that. Here's a flag on the play. they got some laundry. This is going to go against Woodland. I believe Wood will take a timeout. And I guess uh, since they're going to do it, let's do it with them. You're listening to the South Carolina Youth Football Association Game of the Week. I'm Richie Altman. This is Southern Sports Central. It is a 22-20 lead for the 12U Wolverines over the 12U Green Wave. There you go. Hey, take the snap. Throw it out to the right side to number 19. He got it. He caught it, and he went across the board there. It was a uh, big penalty. Could have been a personal foul there as far back as he went. It was completed, I believe, to number 19. This is a young man who, again, uh, not as easy to see his numbers. They get some positive yards back after having a first down somewhere around the 43. A penalty put them back into their own territory. And now they're sitting there at a long second down. Well, spotted at the 48 of their own. 
They're going in a very bunch set here with one receiver to the right side. Quarterback's going to, I believe, be under. No, he's a shotgun. It's going to be a quarterback keeper, number one, across the line of scrimmage. Now Somerville going to be challenged here with a third down, and if they can stop them, they get the ball back, and we're under 537. The Wave trailing 22-20 to over the Wolverines of Woodland, a battle of the 12U. Winner gets to see the fort. It looks like the quarterback is uh, down right now, looking, getting some attention over there for Woodland. They get the ball to number one. He will now become that uh, Wildcat side quarterback. And the carrier gets it all the way close to the original line of scrimmage, but still a fourth down and a negative as we're at fourth now. And we'll give it fourth. Eh, let's give it 13. Fourth and 13. They need they need the 32. They're hanging out on the 43. Give it a take a few. Good night for football here. I want to thank you guys for joining us here. Two receivers to the left side. Quarterback keeper. Here comes number one. He's got it. He's got room. He goes between two or three. 15, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Number one in the end zone. And like that, he took that thing from the 47 all the way to the end zone. You knew it. It was not a doubt in my mind that number one was going to be that Wildcat running back. I said that just moments ago. The guy took it 47 yards into the end zone for six. Wow. He found a seam. He sewed it in, and he showed it out into the end zone as they now take a larger lead, 28-20, to 20, with 435 remaining. Here comes the big dog. Run him up the middle, boss, and he is in 30, 20, 435 remaining. We'll take a break. We'll get some breathers. We'll take some Gatorade, if you will. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Southern Sports Central and the South Carolina Youth Football Association. This is week one. We're almost done, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. We're in the second quarter. Right back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellen here. Give you the breakdown. 435 remaining in the second quarter. 30-20 the score. Big run there by number one. He is now the Wildcat quarterback. Here's a quick kick to the right side. Fielded by number 19. The guy's got the hands of the night. Could be that all-star award, I guess. As number 19 falls down on it. It'll be Somerville's ball in Woodland Territory or very close to it. They may give him the 50. I'm not waiting. Going to wait and see where they spot the ball, and they're going to say 50. Yeah, let's do that right dead square in the middle of the field. 50-yard line, 434 remaining. Woodland takes a huge 10-point lead, I believe their biggest one of the night, with a 47-yard run by number one into the end zone with 435 remaining. He put them up 30-20. to 20. Somerville breaks the huddle. They spot the ball in the middle of the field, heading towards the scoreboard. Two receivers, three receivers left, two, one. 
checked it one to the right, running back, hands it off. Number one gets the ball. He's going to get some moves and some shaking going on. He gets into Woodland territory around the 47-yard line, back to the middle of the field. They'll spot the ball, and the clock continues to move. Not a bad play call there. You want to kind of play a little bit conservative. You're not at that point right now early in the game. Two solid quarters left before we end this broadcast. Next week, back to the fort we go. We were there last week. We'll be there next week. It will be round two of the playoffs. Only a few teams left. Count them up, six. Started with 12, and then you go to six. Two, three. Let's go two receivers left side. One to the right side. Shotgun formation at the Woodland 46. They break out a running back as a receiver, so they'll have a quarterback. Shotgun, he wasn't looking. He's going to take something. He's going to take about, about three different white jerseys to the chest. As he was looking to the left, the center snapped the ball, and it could have been disastrous. Even though you lost a few yards, Coach, it could have been a lot worse as the clock continues to tick down at 325, 30-20 the score. Woodland, the 12U Wolverines, with the lead over the 12U Somerville Wave. Peter program at its best. They go back to the original line of scrimmage. It'll be now... Third and 10 from the 50, right hash mark. They head towards the scoreboard. They have three receivers to the right, two to the left. Man in motion, right to left. Hands it there. Here comes 18 around the corner. He's got the 45. He's still on his feet. Did he get the first down? We'll see the spot. I'm not sure the referee gave him a good spot, but it's a go for it spot for sure. As the uh, 18 came in motion, he got the ball, went around the corner, found a little bit of hope and a lot of opportunity, and he ran it from the 45 and lands it. Oh, that's a bad spot. Man, that's a bad spot, Blue. You got to get some hustle, buddy. I know you've been out here all day, man, but, oh, that's a bad spot. Two guys to the left, one to the right, number seven jumps. Wow. Somerville's man jumped early. And they're going to penalize them. So what was now a manageable fourth down and one, we're looking at fourth and six. They'll probably put the ball about maybe the 47. Yep, 46. Drop it right there. There you go, buddy. Right hash mark. Let's set you up here, guys. It is a 239 second quarter, 20 to 30. Woodland 12U Wolverines with the lead over the 12U Wave. Winner. Advances, winner, sees next Saturday. The other guy, well, they watch it from the stands. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We got two receivers to the right side. One to the left. Man in motion, some weird formation there. His number 18 is going to get it. He's going to wrap around, but they're going to take him down. Wow. Big time motion there and a uh, huge knockdown on that play. Turnover on downs. I'm not sure about that one, Coach. That was a little different, but nevertheless, you got to try what you can with 218 remaining. Quick break, guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central and the South Carolina Youth Football Association. 30 to 20, the score. Woodland Wolverines, 12U with the lead over the 12U wave. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everybody. Here is Woodland. They take the ball from the shotgun formation. They snap it to the quarterback. He's around the 50. Cake said he runs it to the right side. Very close to the 45 of Somerville. So spot him short around the 46-yard line. That brings up a third down. He needs to make it just around the 39. So we'll spot it here dead center. Now, of course, if you're familiar with this facility at Ashley Ridge, the Bears that we use as a scoreboard in the high school, I always refer to 165 and scoreboard, or I'll mention the woods. We are actually out here at Ashley Ridge. Great turn of events here tonight. It's been a great day of football. Jay Williams, the commissioner, a lot of athletic directors from each of these youth programs in the Dorchester County kind of showdown, if you will, because we had Woodland and Somerville and Ashley Ridge and the Fort, all four teams in the Dorchester County area right here tonight battling it out. Wood breaks the huddle, one receiver left side, big time running back. Number one is going to take it, going to lean, and he's going to be short about three yards. That'll change it to fourth down. Coming up at halftime, I'm going to check back over at Danny Jones. That's where Clinton Robinson Sr. is hanging out. Find out what he's got going on. Cheerleaders on the other side. Cheering up their wave. Here's a handoff. Nope, quarterback keeper. They didn't get it. Let's see if they get a timeout here. They do. They get a quick timeout. Somerville's 12U program called a timeout. I think he wants some more time on the clock there as it was 115 on the clock with a 30-20 to 20 ball game. Clinton Robinson Sr. going to hopefully join us from uh, Danny Jones. He may be on the way home. I'm not sure what quarter they're in. I believe it's a, uh, a battle over there between um, – the Raiders and West Ashley. I could be wrong, so let me let me stop before I'm wrong. They're going to blow the whistle, spot the ball in the middle of the field. We're heading towards the scoreboard around the 40-yard line. One receiver right side. They break out a running back to the right side. So you got two to the right, one to the left. Hand it up out the middle. The big dude is catching on quick for Woodland. He wraps his arms around him and becomes an anchor and says, you better be strong to pull me with you, big guy, because I got options. And none of them going in that direction. Here we go now as we look under a minute. It is a 30-20 to 20 score. Coming up at halftime, we do head out and talk to the professor. He's over there, Danny Jones. You can hear him in the lab right here on Southern Sports Central tomorrow night. Here's a snap. Handoff up the middle and nothing at all. As he tries to break loose, I thought maybe he got a moment, some adrenaline there, but it was short as uh, 33 seconds remaining here in this quarter. We're excited tonight to be here in action here tonight, another game of the week. Good stuff here as we uh, continue just to try to grind it out. Stuff as always to be a part of what we do here every Saturday night. Jay Williams and I made this uh, conversation become reality during this COVID season. And, uh, you know, we just said, how cool would it be to put young athletes on the radio? And I said, hey, guess what? I know a guy. It's me. <laughs> so here we are calling the games on Friday nights. I want to thank all of the schools that opened their hearts. It's not only these young men and their family, but the Southern Sports Central. You know, we, uh, we do what we do for the right reason, and that to me is why we continue to be successful. 
30 seconds remaining. It's 30 to 20. Woodland, the 12U program up over the 12U program of Somerville. Winner plays next week against Fort. Three receivers on the field, two left, one right. Throw it in the air. He caught number seven. Still on his feet. Not sure if they got a timeout. They're going to try to sp- want to spike the ball. Great job there by number seven. And a great job by the quarterback, number one, throwing it to the highest point. He's going to try to spike the ball with 23 seconds. 30-20 is the score. The whistle, spot it. Two receivers right. Now check it, three to the right, one to the left. Quarterback sends a shotgun formation. He's got that running back to his left side. He'll hand it off to 18. 18's got some grass. He's got some forward motion. That probably will do it. That'll probably be the final play of the second quarter. Didn't get the first down, and just like that, that's it. That's the end of the second quarter, 30-20. to 20. It's Woodland wins that round, and we've got two more rounds of football. We're going to go to a quick message, give you some motivation, guys. So sit back and enjoy this guy. He's one of my favorite of all times. He tells you how to do what you do and when you do it. All that right here. Welcome to halftime on Southern Sports Central. All Woodland today, at least in this game, 30-20 to 20 in the – Halftime score between them and the Green Wave, guys. Don't go anywhere. Somebody say, E, what's your alarm clock? My passion. My dreams wake me up. I don't need no alarm clock. I'm going to bed pissed that I got to go to bed. Some of you going to sleep and you don't deserve to be. You don't deserve rest. Lazy. You don't deserve rest. Rest is for people who work. You ain't doing nothing. Every day you chilling. You need to know your why, and my why wakes me up every single morning. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do, and that's so important? Look, ain't no more talking. This is it. If you ready to take your game to the next level, and whatever it is, sports, life, business, whatever it is, health, listen to me very closely. You got to change that mindset. Somebody came up to me. They said, E.T., man, I'm tired, E.T. I'm tired, E.T. I put in the work, E.T. I'm not seeing the results, E.T. I'm ready to give up, E. I'm ready to give in, E. I did what you told me to do. I read the book you told me to read. I put in the hours you told me to put in. E, I'm doing it, and I'm not seeing anything. My why is every single day when I wake up, every minute of the day, every hour of the day, I have an opportunity. Somebody who quit, somebody who gave up, somebody who stopped in life. I have the power at my nickname, the refresher. I have the power as the refresher to make you believe again, to make you get up when you got up three times and you say, I'm not getting up no more. When you get to the point where enough is enough, when you get to the point where it hurt real bad, when you get to the point you can't take it no more, when you get to that point, I'm telling you, I can't explain it to you, but doors start opening, opportunities start happening, but what you cannot do is you cannot quit doing the process. Why? 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 I'm about to wrap this thing up, listen to me, you can't make a difference. Until you make a decision. What 
And I do want to say this to those of you who are watching who are not yet where you want to be. Like, keep going. Like, keep going. Don't quit. You're already in pain. You're already struggling. Like, get something for your pain. I realized at some point when I looked at my family's history, I was like, some things I don't want. There's some things I want, but there's some things I don't want. And then I, I remember having to re- say one day to myself, like, yo, you are your father's child. Like, yo, even though you didn't, he didn't raise you, even though in the beginning you guys had, you know, whatever little stuff y'all need to get through, E, don't lie, you are lazy at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, E, you are super social and you'd rather talk than work. You know what I'm saying? I just had to grow up one day and just be real with myself and just say, E, the only way you're going to be successful is you got to discipline yourself. You know, when you look at uh, when you look at a horse, I'm talking about a thoroughbred. It still needs that. What is that thing called that they put on it? It, it, it still need, he needs that. Without you know, you can't. You you got to control him. You know, he got a lot of juice, got a lot of energy. He can go for it, but you you gotta you gotta hone that. Yeah. And so I realized, like, yo, E, you sleep in, you play video games. Don't lie to yourself. You you are powerful, but you have some vices, yeah. and you have some vices that take you down a crazy road. Like you are. Your father, you are your grandfather, you are your mother, you are your grandmother. Like, it's real. And so I start saying, okay, E, you got to discipline yourself. And this is for me, this ain't for everybody. I start getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier because you didn't finish school. Mm-hmm. You didn't take care of your business. So you can't get up the same time another man who gets up who handles his business. So you need to get up at 3 if you're going to catch the grapes. You got to get up at 3. You got to go to bed earlier. This is why I said I never drank or smoked because... The men in my life who did it were extremists. I had an uncle who died, cirrhosis of the liver. You know, I had other uncles who drank, and, and my father, bless his heart, but he was strung out on drugs for about 14 years. And I was just like, yo, E, you can see that they don't know how to do it casually. Like, they ain't social drinkers. Like, they ain't social on something. They taking it to a whole other level. And so for me, it was like, E, you got to discipline yourself. You're not going to die if you never know what alcohol tastes like. But if you taste it, you might have the same experience they had. So you just got to discipline yourself. You know, I do vegan most of the time. You know what I'm saying? And I tell people, I love fried chicken. I love macaroni and cheese. I love a lot of dessert. But in my family, is diabetes. So it's like, yo, e, if you do what they do, then you're going to get the results they got. So you, yeah, chicken is good. And macaroni and cheese, the way my grandma make it is great. And yes, the pound cake is phenomenal. But if you want to be with Didi for the next 30, 40 years, and you want to be able to walk, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be on the cruise. I was just on the cruise, and they, they, a couple people, you know, was on the motor scooter. You know what I'm saying? People with the cane and the walk. And I'm not mad at them. But I'm like, I don't want that. I want to be able to walk at 60, yeah. at 70. I want to be independent at 80 if I can be. So I'm going to have to make some sacrifices now for the long run. Whatever it is I say I want, I want it like air. You know, and air is one of those things that, you know, because people always say, well, why you say, why you say air? Like, why you say, because you go without that for a few seconds, my friend, it's a wrap. It's done. So there are people who want stuff, but you kind of want it. Or you want it bad, but you don't want it as bad as you want to breathe. So to me, obsession is wanting something so bad that, you know, I go to bed with I wake up to it. I make whatever sacrifice. I grind. Like, it's like I can't live without it. And so there are people who fantasize, romanticize about stuff. But, like, they're not obsessed with it. So when they say uh, fried chicken or uh, the salmon, I'm like, I don't really like salmon like that, but salmon. Or the vegan burger. All right, give me the vegan burger. Wow. You know, that's not what I want to eat, yeah. but I'm obsessed with Didi's health. 
I'm obsessed with our marriage. I'm obsessed with the love. I'm obsessed with her. So I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever it takes. That's what obsession means to me. Not saying it or dreaming it or affect, but I'll do whatever it takes to make that dream become a reality. As I've been, you know, speaking for over 20 years, I study people. And I'm like, yo, my man graduated magnum cum laude, summa cum laude. Why is he broke? Right. I'm just like, I'm thinking if I was that smart, right. it would seem like I would just own half the world. Exactly. But what I realized is it doesn't make a difference if you're smart, born in a wealthy family, born broke. I realized what makes people different is the energy level that they have. And the energy level is because of what's driving them. You feel me? So if you got a, a Ford Focus, that's a baby engine. That, it's just, a, it's not wrong with a Ford, but it's just a baby engine. And when I was coming around here, I could tell it, it's not going to make it, you know, in all these neighborhoods right here. You know what I'm saying? But when you, you look at an F-150, that engine is, it can pull a lot. It, you can put bricks in there. You can construction. You can. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Altman here live at, of course, Ashley Ridge. This is the home of round one of the SEC division of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. It's been a very good matchup, the final matchup between uh, Somerville, the 12U Wave, and the 12U Woodland Wolverines. Now we're heading into the third quarter. Let's give you some outlooks and some uh, callbacks, if you will, from around college football. If you're looking over our shoulder at the world's largest cocktail party, they're happening right now down there. I think they're still in Jacksonville. That, of course, is a Georgia no. It's all Florida. 41-28. The Gators are the eighth-ranked team in the country, beating the fifth-ranked Georgia Bulldogs Boy, oh boy, that one could have some implications. Some other games happening around the area. And, again, I know you're waiting at 730 for Clemson and Notre Dame. It ain't happened yet, so just hold on tight. But uh, you you start to kind of put everything in perspective. You're looking at the top 25, and it goes like this. Some finals. Indiana beat Michigan. Wow, 38-21. Indiana, 13th in the country. 23, Michigan. You go down. 51, we are Marshall, and you are UMass, and they win 51-10, to 10, Marshall. SMU, the 18th team in the country, 47-23. Arizona State lose to Southern Cal. Welcome back, Pac-12, 28-27. Texas, look at the horns, 22 in the country, beating West Virginia, 17-13. The Boys of Liberty, a former quarterback at Somerville, Jonathan Bennett. They take down Virginia Tech. Are you kidding me? They are the best team in Virginia at this point. They win 38-35. Wow. Some games going on right now other than the Florida-Georgia game. That is Houston taking on number six, Cincinnati. All the Bearcats, 38-10 over Houston. Oklahoma big right now over Kansas. Number 19, Oklahoma, 48-3. Number 14, Oklahoma State leading by one over Kansas. And Let's go down to the field. Here's the kickoff. Somerville kicking it to Woodland to start off the third quarter. Between the legs, he did get it, by the way, at the 50. They'll spot the ball on the right hash mark. But, man, 
you got to be honest, you're surprised about not one but two teams. And there's a few other teams I'm kind of shocked to see in the top 25, like Cincinnati. They're six. Wow. They'll move up, it looks like. You also see in the conversation, Indiana. Are you serious? Hoosier country? Hoosiers? Basketball? You're talking about Coach Knight? No. Right now we're talking about football, and they are in the top 15 in the country, and they probably will move up a little bit further at number 13 right now. Marshall, they're doing things. Back to the field we go. They snap it back to the big guy, number 58. Big train. He's hit short of the line of scrimmage. They kind of saw that one coming. You know, he's that big go-to guy when they're uh, when they're in the two-point conversion. It's hard to bring him down. He's built like a linebacker or, excuse me, like an offensive lineman, maybe a defensive lineman. But don't take that away from him. He's got some skills, and I believe he's still sitting up as the quarterback. He's got no receivers. It's a take all the way up the middle. They got to wrap their arms around him, and Somerville does a great job. It's the big man, Brother Wood, runs it to the left side, gets across the 50 into Somerville territory, break down the third down, and about eight. A lot of good football going on around the uh, low country last night. We talked about some of the big wins. Of course, Somerville almost pulled out a win on the road, but it wasn't meant to be as they win in overtime, the Gators. And on the other side, staying in that county, the win for Fort remains undefeated. They win that region a couple weeks back, but they finished the season 7-0, and undefeated season. Berkeley losing not only the game, but they lost their quarterback. Trey Miner goes down during the game, broken collarbone, so he's out for the remainder of the season. And they are headed to the postseason where they'll be seeing the likes of the Sumter Gamecocks, who, by the way, are also 7-0. and They won their game last night against, uh, I think, Crestwood. We're here 30-20. to It's Woodland 12U over the 12U Somerville Way, 7-11 on the clock in the third quarter, right hash mark, around the 47. Snap the ball. Here comes number one to the right side. Fourth down. They got to get it, and they don't get it. Change over a downs, and let's get it the other way. Move the chains as they'll head now back towards the schoolhouse. Here comes Somerville, and the Wave do a good job on a defensive stance to start the uh, to start the second half. Don't forget, next week, Southern Sports Central. We'll be there all day long, just like we were today. But next week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do some live stuff with our guy, Clinton. We uh, have a little bit of uh, conversation to be had, as we'll talk about that coming up uh, very soon. Somerville breaks the huddle. They come out with receivers, one left, one right. Shotgun formation. They'll break out the other guy to the left side. So two to the left, one to the right, handed to number one. He goes across the 45 to the 50 to the 45 and into Woodland Territory, jiving alive and all the way to the right side. It's a foot race. He gets down all the way, looking for the markers at the 20. Great job by number one for the green wave or the wave of Somerville. He started off going to the visitor's side. That's where his guys are at. Then he took that hard right, headed towards the other side of the field. And he picks up a big chunk of yards, and it's first and 10 from the 20-yard line. He'll spot the ball down. Actually, we'll move him up to the 15. So first and 10 on the 15 of the wood. One receiver to the left, to the right, shotgun formation. It drops on the ground. Number eight's going to take it. 
He's going to be drugged down. A great job by the defender from Woodland, I believe, number 20. Talker for a loss there. And that's going to bring in uh, a couple of guys and bring in some plays with them. Now Somerville looking to their bands to see where they're going to go next. Second down, loss of a yard. So now second and 11 from the 16. Receivers got one left, one right. They'll break out the running back out there. So two to the right, one to the left. Running back to his left side. Another tough snap up the middle. It looked like the ball kind of bounced around, but I think he pulled it back in. Some pushing, some shoving, some conversation about where they're eating dinner tonight. And we'll spot that ball. We got some guys down. They're slowly start to get up. Number 18 is uh, the young man that gets the ball on a regular basis for Somerville. He's a special kid, by the way. He'll probably be on that B-team squad next year if he's, not a, if he's not 12 years old. He ain't missing it by much. They did get back to the original line of scrimmage, so third and 10. Receiver-wise, we're looking at one to the left, one to the right. Let's see if they move any running backs. They do. They'll shift out number 18 to the left side. So two left side, one right side. Quarterback keeper, eight, rolls out to the left. Nobody anywhere around him, and he gets in the end zone for six. So he takes it from the 15 all the way to the end zone. So, again, a great job there by the quarterback. He saw an opportunity. And he took advantage of it there. So a QB keeper with 538 remaining. They get a little bit closer. We'll wait on it there. So we'll say that's a 15-yard run. Third quarter action here. Our host tonight is Ashley Ridge High School next week. Coach LaPrade and the fellas over at the fort will welcome everybody to Bagwell Stadium. We're excited to have everybody in-house. They do now have two receivers left side, one to the right side, shotgun. Quarterback rolls out to that left side. It's been money in the bag. It's no different now. Two in the end zone. So plus two, that makes it 30-28. to 28. We got a ball game, ladies and gentlemen, with 538 remaining. Good stuff here tonight. I know everybody's eyes are on the big game in Notre Dame tonight, as of right now, the number one team in the country, Clemson 7-0, 6-0 in ACC action, goes to number four, Notre Dame, who's 6-0, 5-0 in the ACC. Kickoff at 7.30 over at Notre Dame Stadium. That's right, they're hanging out with Touchdown Jesus and South. That'll be over there on NBC tonight. Check it out. Clemson favored by five and a half. Now, Clemson quarterback is not in. They're going to go go to the backup quarterback. We'll just call him DJ. I'm not even going to try to disrespect his last name, but he'll look to get uh, some action tonight. Now, remember, we talk about this backup because he was legit when they recruited him, and ain't nothing different. This kid, I thought, give him some time, and he'll do what he needs to do. Clemson has uh, continued to load up the stables. Here comes the kick from the Ville. They'll kick it towards the left side of the field and on his knees as he pulls it in, Woodland, around their own 42-yard line. So here we go now with 537 remaining. It's a 30-28 game on a beautiful Saturday night in November, guys. Thanksgiving coming up. A lot of things to be thankful for. If you never thought about it, man, let me tell you something. With everything else going on, boy, does that list be quite a lengthy one. Coming up on Thanksgiving, I look forward to Thanksgiving, and uh, I want to say I heard they're uh, they're doing the parade, but no fans. Here's that weird stance again. They bring the entire offensive line 
And that's what they're going to do. They're going to throw it to number one as they almost like a, a screen. Let's set it up there. They spot the ball around the 42-yard line. The center and the quarterback to the far right side, the entire offensive line, along with the quarterback set up over here. They snap the ball. They throw it to the right side of the screen. I think I saw it on Center, fellas. Good job. They executed it. Didn't get much out of it, but, hey, they didn't fail. They do move the ball across, maybe a three-yard gain to the 46. Middle of the field, we're heading towards the scoreboard. They lead. Woodland 12U leads 30-28 to 28 over the green wave of Somerville. Two receivers on the field. Got one, two to the right, one to the left. Snap it off. Quarterback keeper to the right side. Here comes number seven. He's got a couple of guys, but he's got some speed. He breaks across, and he gets drilled, but not before I think he got a first down. He got into Somerville territory very close to the 45. I tell you, he's getting a pretty favorable spot on that one, Sue. They are moving the chains. First down, Woodland, 451. Not sure if he got out of bounds or not. The clock's not moving. That's a good sign that they're not. That they did get them out of bounds, they'll spot the ball. Actually, they do end up getting them over there. Looks like about the 43-yard line, right hash mark, two receivers. We'll get three receivers to the far right side, one over here to the left side. We're heading towards the scoreboard as they come out from the shotgun. Quarterback stands at the Somerville 47, running back to his left side, hands it off over the guy coming from the right to left. He shades a few tackles across the 30. And he's finally drug out around the 26, maybe seven-yard line. The chains do move this time. And you're watching to see what's going on. Play calling at its best here. You're uh, watching these guys. And I tell you, it is so different. Ben, we'll get into some of that tonight. We may even get into that tomorrow with Clinton. I think I'm going to hang out with him a little bit tomorrow night so we can talk about these two games or these two different places. Venues, if you will, 12 teams, 24 in all. Three receivers right side, one to the left side, take the snap, look out to the right, throw it to the right. Here we go. Great job, number 17 from Somerville. He stayed home. He took he took a chop, I believe, to the rib cage, but uh, the number actually is 22. But the kid stayed home, and he's going to stay in the game. He took a shot to the rib cage because when he connected it to the big man over there, number one, he made him pay for it, but nevertheless, I think he tackled him for about a three-yard loss. Second down and 13. Spots up on the right hash mark, looking very close to about the 32. Welcome here tonight to our final game of the day. It is round one of the South Carolina Youth Football Association SEC playoffs. We're here. Clint Robinson, Southern Sports Central, and Voice Sports over Danny Jones. Wrapping that one up as we speak. Three receivers left, one to the right, hand it, no keep it. Running back to the right side, that's a quarterback keeper, fumble on the ball. It goes out of bounds, but I'm not sure if he got anything at all. If he got back to the line of scrimmage, he's lucky. Should be uh, getting it right back there to the 32, third down. Uh, let's go third down and 13, 2.55, and the clock continues to talk. I mean, I'm not sure if he got out, but nevertheless, I want to thank again Shane Fiddler got in here with the coach. Don't forget next week pregame, pre uh, pregame show. Of course, uh, we'll get in one of the Fort Dorchester coaches. Don't know who may get the uh, may get the defensive coordinator, may get the head coach, may get the offensive coordinator. 
but we will have somebody from the fort sit in here with us for a few minutes. Man in motion is left to right, number 27. He slows down. They're going to sling the rock to the left side. He's wide open in the hands and down. First down indeed. Great completion there. They were looking for that misdirection. Number 10 is able to get in and are behind the secondary, and he was sitting there wide open. That's going to be a first down Woodland. And he's inside the 10, so that'll be first and goal from the 10. 2.16 remaining, 30-28. That is the score right now in the third quarter. Good night for football. Jay Williams, my man, you're doing an incredible job in our community. I want to thank you. Here's a snap, and it's a blow and a whistle. And you know they got the big dog out there. That's right, Train's out there, and he is ready to roll. Get up on the tracks and see if he can put it in the end zone. He's their go-to guy that they go to when uh, they they need to. When they need two extra points, they usually give him the ball. But right now, they need six. So they're putting him back there to say, look, this is where you are. This is where we need you to be. Counted under two minutes with 30 to 28 to score. 12 U in action here. The Woodland Wolverines up right now by two over Somerville. One receiver left side. Nobody to the right side. The big man behind. Nope. Blow that whistle again. So we got something else going on here. This is when the discipline, the character, this is when it all starts to stand up here a little bit. And I'm going to stand up. I've been sitting down a bit here tonight. Playoff action around the great state of South Carolina, by the way, kicks off this week. Friday night lights will mean a little bit more. As you win, you're in. You don't, you won't. I call it paying rent. If you pay, you stay. If you don't, well, you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Somerville on the road to Dutch Fork, the defending champions, multiple years in a row. Berkeley on the road to Sumter. Goose Creek hosting Carolina Force, and the Fort is hosting a team out of Columbia. The big dog is in. Oh, he's talking a little. He's dancing a lot, and he's enjoying six points. His jersey says 26, but just give him six. I believe, actually, it's 58. So, number 58 for Woodland gets in there for six, and he ran it in for 10 yards with 141 remaining. We'll wait and see what they're going to do. They're going to spot the ball here in just a few. We'll go over the playoffs here in just a little bit in 5A. We'll maybe talk some of the other brackets as well. Here's a snap to keep up the middle. Let's see if he gets in the second time. And they did. Just like that, 141 remaining. They go up by 10, 38-28. Give it to him. Great job there. Let's look at this bracket, by the way, because, again, it is, uh, it is a big deal here as we got the playoffs coming up. Now, it was a little different season this year, guys, because of the factor of well, we don't mention the word, but the situation, if you will, came about. And what that did was that kind of limited us on some of the conversations that are going on. But let's look at 5A. So, Dutch Fork, they'll host Somerville. Goose Creek will host Carolina Forest. Sumter hosting Berkeley. Fort Dorchester hosting River Bluff. Now, the way it works out is the winner of the Sumter-Berkeley region, our conversation Competition will take on Fort Dorchester and River Bluff. On the upper side of that bracket in the lower state, it's Dutch Fork, Somerville. The winner will play either Goose Creek 
or Carolina Force. In the upstate, T.L. Hanna, Ridgeview. Welcome to Parks to 5A football, and you start right in the playoffs. Good job. Winner of that will play either Gaffney or Burns. Burns took a tough loss last night against Camden, a 3A school, but Gaffney seems to be rolling, but don't let it fool you. It's playoffs. Everybody back to zero. Dorman, Boiling Springs. I think Dorman's the hot team right now as well. Northwestern and Crest. We'll get into the other action around the 4-3-2-1. Here's the kick to the right side. Somerville bounces it off his chest, and it goes into another man, but he gets it. He's still on his feet across midfield, and he's finally drugged down. You can't stop him by tackling him on his shoulder pads. And Somerville answers with a nice return and puts their team into Woodland Territory around the 44. 4A action. Let's look at that one down here in the low country. Buford taking on West Florence. They'll play the winner of South Aiken and Myrtle Beach. Now, Myrtle Beach took a big loss last night. Their quarterback went down. A wide receiver went down. They'll have to find a way to get up to play South Aiken. North Myrtle Beach taking on a team not too far from here over on James Island. Coach McCoy and the Trojans will travel to North Myrtle Beach. They'll play the winner of North Augusta and another team out of the low country, May River. We'll talk upstates in 4A after this play. Spot the ball on the right side. Check it on the left side. We're heading back towards the schoolhouse. 38-28, Willing with the lead, Somerville with the ball. One receiver to the right, to the left. He hands it. No, he keeps it. He drops it on the ground, all of that in one, as he's dropped for a massive loss, and that's not what they needed as the clock is under a minute 20 in the third quarter. Spot the ball at the 50. Original line of scrimmage is the 43. 4A football in the upstate, Westwood, Westside, excuse me. Westside takes on Irmo. Greer takes on Catawba Ridge. South Point and Greenwood will play the winner of AC Floor and Traveler's Rest. Spot the ball, midfield, left side, heading to the schoolhouse. One receiver to the left, two to the right. Shotgun, he stands at his own, 46. Quarterback keeper to the right side, got a good block. Great seam, he gets back across the line of scrimmage. He's got more all the way, still on his feet at the 30. Hanging out of the 20, finally tackled at the 15. Man, this young kid has got something special. He had everything saying he can't, but his pads, his feet, and his eyesight said, watch as I roll to the right, back across the field to the left side, and he headed over to his home side, the visitor side, if you will, and finds it all the way, and I don't think he got to the 15. They're going to spot him short over there at the 17, but they spot the chain gain, and we get another set of downs under 45 seconds. One receiver on each side. They'll move a running back out at some point. They're going to move number one to the left side. So two to the left, one to the right. Shotgun. Quarterback hands it to 18. And the big dude that's handling business on offense, he's handling it on defense. As the big dog wraps him up for a loss. Under 25 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. That could be the final play of the third quarter. It's a 38-28 lead. Man, oh, man, it is going to be a finale here in the fourth quarter. That'll do it. As they make it one more play, we'll wait and see. Breaks him out to the right side. Two receivers now to the right, one to the left. He does get the play, and it's on the ground. Did they get it? Hey, they got it back. Let's take a break. It's kind of a mess here. Wrapping up the third. It's all Woodland, 38-28 Somerville. Whoever wins the fourth quarter wins a chance to play in round number two, guys. Don't go anywhere. More football right after this. 
truth can hurt you or the truth can change you. What will truth do to you? I just want to be happy. But if I keep on doing the things that keep on bringing me pain, there's no one else I can blame. If I'm not happy, wasted time, but now I can see the biggest enemy, it was me. So I'm not happy. Cry yourself to sleep. Shout and raise your hands. It won't change a thing, child, until you understand. If Welcome back, everybody. The fourth quarter, 38-28, the score here. There goes the ball up the middle. Maybe a couple of yards there on the game. That'll bring up a second down. As we kind of look around here, Somerville now, I believe, is trying to see the ball here. And if I'm not mistaken, trying to look at the plays here, I might have got twisted around a little bit. Somerville... Did lose it on the fumble, I guess. I guess that's what just happened there. Now Woodland there to the right side. They're going to take it. Number one goes across short to the line of scrimmage. They do get there. Looks like to the 25. Got to bring up a big third down. 8-18 remaining. Somerville trailing. Woodland 38-28. Winner will see action next week against the Fort in 12U. Winner of those games goes to championships. Mm. Going to be a big time football game coming up here, guys. Want to make sure that you're around to watch. 7.53. Quarterback keeper up the right side, and they'll get close to the line where he needs to be waiting, and they do. First down, move the chain, spot the ball, and keep the clock moving. 7.48, waiting for it to be spotted down, and they'll blow the whistle, and they'll start moving it. Danny Jones. Hosting the other side of the team, the bracket. We got our man Clint Robinson Sr. over there. Low Country Knights represented in the 8, the 10, and the 12. And we believe the Raiders represent the other side. They'll play next week. The winners of those games will then meet the winners of our games next week at the Wood. Well, in two weeks at the Wood. 745, 28, 38, Fort, Somerville trailing 28-38. And, of course, Woodland with the ball. The big man's got it, and he's going to run up the middle. He stops just enough, but he's still got some power and a whole lot of momentum and opportunity as he leans forward. There's a man down on the field for Woodland. Let's take a break with them, guys. They got a man down at 7.20, remaining in the fourth quarter, 38-28 here in the 12U final game of the night. And, of course, Ashley Ridge hosting the event here in the first round of the South Carolina Youth Football Association SEC Satellite, guys. We'll be right back with a little more football, and this young man hopefully gets up on his own. We'll be right back, guys. Gas to C, 
here, the bad boys are wrestling. Just in competition, win the war, that's their mission. Not no mercy, see the race like the streets. If you don't know, you better find out the wolf pack. It'll do a point number one. Welcome back, everybody. Richie Elman here live on Southern Sports Central. We are the official radio broadcast team for the South Carolina Youth Football Association, representing the SEC football here. A 38-28 lead for the Woodland Wolverines. The 12 U boys are getting after it here tonight. Winner will play next week against the Fort at the Fort. All the other brackets have been filled in. Big time. Seven minutes is underway. They give it to the big man. The dog just leans forward and says... Watch me get a first down as I'm hunting the lines and the first down markers, and he gets it. Yes, sir. Reed, 655 remaining here in the fourth quarter. We're wrapping it up here, and the clock becomes a friend of some and an enemies of others. Good football tonight, and they'll spot the ball, and, of course, the clock continues to move. I want to thank Shane Fiddler for hanging out with us tonight. Also, Coach Randall Tucker for opening up the facility and giving us full access here tonight. I want to thank uh, everybody in the press box for the hospitality. Gave us something to eat, gave us something to drink, and, uh, man, that's what it's all about. Here's a quick uh, job there by the big man to the right side as they take the snap from about the uh, – let's give it to him about the 43, and he gets back over to the 45. That'll bring up a second down and eight. So now with six minutes remaining, Somerville on the other side, losing time and opportunity. They have got to get this ball back. They're down by 10. Big football Saturday night. For those who like to watch football, don't worry. Next Friday night, you go over to Southern Sports Central. Follow our page on Facebook, and I'll post it. We'll be hanging out with you on FD Sports TV. It'll be myself, Clinton Robinson Sr., and Eddie Tilly with, uh, we call her the first lady, and that is Miss Keisha. She'll be down there with Clinton on the sideline. But we'll, of course, uh, be broadcasting the game on the TV screen. So wherever you are, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be down here in the low country. If you're just looking for some good football, I got you covered. We've got some good broadcasters, some interviews that will be coming across the way. And, of course, you can watch Somerville River Bluff on FD Sports TV. You can find that page on uh, Facebook, like it as well, and uh, just check us out. Hopefully you enjoy the broadcast, but it should be uh, a great matchup that will be taking place um, next Friday night. Pre-game starts at 720. Eddie Tilly and myself will kind of break down the games uh, around because, again, we're going to keep our eye on uh, multiple games. The one that we'll have our eye on the most is the one in front of us, but we'll also be paying attention to the game with Sumter and Berkeley. And, of course, we'll keep an eye on the other two teams or two games. That's Goose Creek and Carolina Forest and Dutch Fork and Somerville because things are handled. We'll see those guys a little later in the month. 5.43 remaining. Spot the ball on the right hash mark as Woodland has the ball. Heading towards the scoreboard. Spotted over there on the 46. Hand it off to the right side. Number one's going to run around. He doesn't get the first down. And if he got to the 48, that's some positive yards, but still shy of the first down. Third down and about five. Still shy, I believe, of the 50 around the 48. He needs the 46 for a first down. 
Yes, sir. It has been a good season here for uh, Jay Williams and all of his uh, commissioners and his coaches and his cheerleaders, his players, and the parents. It's been a nice one. We still got some more football here as they break the huddle. One receiver right side, shotgun. Here comes number one across the 50, and he leans in. I think he got the first down as he needed the 46, and he got the 47 on the right hash mark. They'll spot the ball. You can hear kids in the background, and, you know, I opened up the door because I figured, you know what, that's part of the excitement of what we do is hearing laughter and cheering and just hearing the noise. It's kind of a little bit of sweet, sweet medicine that we need during these weird times. We hope that you and your family are doing well wherever you are. Been a lot of craziness going on. So, again, getting football on the fields is always kind of that, you know, whew, all right, we're doing this. We got this. We did that. Tonight, we're doing it right here at Ashy Ridge with our final game of the night. Earlier, game one, Ashy Ridge 8U beat Woodland Wolverines. The game two was 10U with Somerville. They got taken out by Ashley Ridge. 12U was game three. Fort Dorchester takes out Ashley Ridge. Game four was an 8U game. Fort Dorchester beats Somerville. Game five, Fort Dorchester beats Woodland in the 10U action. And here tonight, as of right now, with four minutes and 12 seconds, it is a 12U matchup. Winner heads to next week. The other gentleman sees their season coming to an end as Woodland has a lead right now, 38-28. Back here under the clock as it gets now under four minutes. Second down and just a couple of feet before they get a first down. Spotting the ball in the right hash mark, right around the 36-yard line. Woodland with the ball. They've had it for most of the fourth quarter. Good time management there by that Woodland crew. Williams, one of the coaches, along with a few other guys, as they hand it up the middle. And they'll move the clocks. They'll keep a – they'll move the the yard markers, excuse me. They will change the – down to first down and 337 remaining. Always fun here to do what we get a chance to do. And for some reason, I think somebody called a timeout, and it's Somerville. Somerville going to take a timeout here. They trail 38-28. Don't forget, we've got a great lineup on Southern Sports Central, not just tomorrow night where you get to hear the professor. He's in the lab. He's recouping all this knowledge from today, and he will be relaying it out there tomorrow at 6 o'clock. He'll be checking in with multiple players he'll talk to some coaches he may even talk to you if you call in and you can just easily do that just reach out to him while we are live you can always call us at 1-323-784-9681 the professor in the lab tomorrow night and uh, the uh, south carolina showcase show brought to you by southern sports central and voice sports will be airing for three solid hours tomorrow night six to nine then on monday night you get to hear myself and eugene Benton as we get in the studio and uh, give you Southern Sports Central as we talk to Kevin Billadue, Reginald Walker Jr. We've already lined up about two or three coaches and players. It's going to be an epic show. Don't miss it. Then on Tuesday night, Everett Sands, former running back coach for the University of South Carolina. He ran the ball to Citadel. Was a running back coach at uh, NC State, University of Texas, San Antonio, and a few more. Here's a big running back, by the way, the big dog. Is uh, going to get the handle at number 58 for Woodland. Scurries across 
to about the 26-yard line. That's still a second down and about five, 327. I want to thank Jay Williams from the South Carolina Youth Football Association, the SEC commissioner, bringing us in here and allowing us to be a part of this broadcast tonight. It's been a good one, man. We've had a great time today. Uh, the hospitality from the scoreboard guys to the announcers in the press box to uh, Gary Birdsong, who is uh, – he, of course, is the athletic director over the youth programs down here for the 8, the 10, and the 12. Uh, again, they uh, they took care of us tonight, gave us something to eat today, made sure we were covered up with some fluids up here in the press box, gave us first seat, and uh, the eye in the sky with 249 remaining. Woodland, you know, just kind of getting it done and getting it done in fashion – Wonder how Coach Cyber's feeling about this youth program as uh, they got some dogs over there. He's going to be excited about this 12U team because I don't know about you, but that big number 58 ought to be playing the B team next week, next next week, but definitely next year. But this will be the solo team representing the Wood next week as it will be Fort Dorchester in Woodland. In the 12U matchup, that's will be the finale as of right now. That will be our game that we'll actually broadcast. Then, of course, uh, the first game should be the 8U, Ashley Ridge, Fort Dorchester. The second game, Ashley Ridge and Fort Dorchester. And then, like we mentioned, Fort Dorchester will host Woodland for the 12U matchup as of right now. It's a 38-28 lead over Somerville with 248 remaining. Good night. Great football, and it's been a solid day. These guys have been grinding since 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, we'll wait. Hopefully, uh, we'll check in with Clinton Robinson Sr. here in just a few. Spot the ball, snap the ball, up the middle they go. And, again, you know, you start to kind of look at this thing. You start to wonder, does the fort have what it takes to knock out the fort. Coach Pratt has definitely got to be excited about the youth programs over there because all three of their fundamental programs, their feeder programs, their ballers are represented in action next week. We'll see what we got here. We're right at two minutes with a 38-28 lead for Woodland and the guys from Woodland call timeout. And that's kind of unusual here as they have a lead in the fourth quarter. If time permits, we will hopefully hear from Clinton Robinson Sr. If not, we'll, we'll of course, uh, check him out tomorrow night over there in the lab. He is the professor. If he says it, it's on the Internet. got to be true. That's what they say, right? Kind of that running joke. But I do know one thing is it's going to be another great opportunity for us to talk some football tomorrow night. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to recap all the stuff on Monday. You know, that's one of the many things that we get a chance to do is reach out to those and talk some sports and never a dull moment when that happens. 2.11 remaining. They did stop the clock. Woodland did with a timeout. They lead 38-28. Right now the ball is going to be spotted around the 23. They'll run it to the right side. They'll get the first down. They'll move the clock. And Jay Williams is, oh, Jay is excited. Good night for football as Jay Williams will see uh, a team that he coaches heading to the next round. 
And they've stopped it, and they've moved the clock now as we're under two minutes remaining. I know Clinton Robinson's hanging tight. Clinton, I'm going to bring you in and let you kind of hear my play-by-play, brother. How's it going over there in Danny Jones, buddy? Garrett, well, believe it or not, we are done with Danny Jones. And uh, NC Raiders took that one hand over a foot with absolutely no issues. Running clock ever since the first quarter. But, hey, I'm going to listen in. Go ahead and finish this game off. I'm interested. You got it, brother. Here we go back at it as we are now at 126, counting it down. They keep giving it to 58. You're not late when you give it to a dude that size. I tell you what, the kid, he's like, look, my option, your opportunity. I like my chances better as he's the new quarterback back there for the Wood. Woodland here with about a minute nine remaining. They are leading 38-28. Fun times at Ashley Ridge. Give it to the big man. Watch him truck it, pull it, tug it, drag it, do what you got to do. Drop the markers because he's first and goal at the 10. You know, you ask the question, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer. I think Jay Williams says, look, it's my job to, to score and your job to stop me. Do they try to put some more points on the board as they lead 38-28? They do have a lead, by the way, by 10 with 49 seconds. And I think, I believe, you got a timeout, Somerville. So, Clint, I'm going to bring you in during this timeout, brother. So, we know over here what's about to go down. We'll be over at the fort next week. You'll be back at Danny Jones. Is that right? Yeah, Danny Jones is where the second-round playoffs will go down. And it's looking like, well, it's not looking like, it definitely is low country golden night. 8U, 10U, and 12U will match up with the North Charleston Raiders, 8U, 10U, and 12U. It will be, however, an evening game, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, let's find out. I'm not sure what we're doing here, neither, so stay tuned. Uh, you know, maybe that's what they do here. I mean, that makes sense that they would do an afternoon game. They're all game of the weeks, right? 49 seconds. Let's spot the ball. The big man, the quarterback is big truck. Number 58, he rears his engine, puts the pedal to the metal. Flags are flown. The hands are up at the touchdown, pending the point. And they're going to say it's holding. Oh, we got a personal foul coming in. Somebody done went and said something about somebody's mama down there, Clinton. Lord have mercy. You know you can't do that at all. I'm swinging for him, Richie. I'm swinging for him. You say something about my mama. I got to ask you a question. I ain't trying to start nothing. There ain't going to be nothing. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Uh I got me. Let me tell you what I got today for lunch. Let's see if you beat it. Oh, come on, man. Man, I got me, and I'm looking at it. I got me a bowl. A barbecue bowl. It's got beans and macaroni and cheese, if you will, with Gatorade and an endless supply of drinks to my left. What do you got? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) My thoughts and my sanity. My thoughts and my sanity. My goodness. Hey, I know those people down there, Dean, Meanie, Wieners. Listen, mad shout out to them. That is one heck of of a group right there, man. Great, really great people. I love them. Yeah, well, I tell you what, Asher Ridge did a great job. And, you know, I think 
what we'll do. Here comes the truck. He's still trucking. I mean, this dude started walking with like nine dudes on him, and I think he's in the end zone. Oh my God, he my is. Goodness. Let me I, number fifty-eight is a difference maker. He looks like Jared Lorenz from Kentucky way back when, as he just finds one, two, three, counted seven yards of walking in the end zone with about seven green jerseys just dragging behind as if he was an Uber driver on a Saturday night. Man, looked like Dwayne. My just a little bit. I don't know if he's any bigger. He's definitely built different, but he definitely has that same, you got to stop me if you're lucky. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, number 58 has been doing that pretty much all right. season long. But normally, under the circumstances, guy. you'll see him do it for the two-point guy. Exactly. So, hey, listen, if he's out there doing it right now, I cannot wait to see what November 21st is going to bring to the table. Yeah, well, he just ran 11 yards. He just got an extra two. That's going to make it 47 28. The Wood leaving their mark and a message for next week with 27 seconds before we call this one an endless conversation. But next week, we go to the fort. You'll be at Danny Jones. We are going to definitely do something special. And with a caveat, something definitely special coming up in two weeks when we go to the Wood. Stay tuned to that information. But in our games, the games that I'll be at next week, Professor, it's 8U Ashley Ridge taking on Fort Dorchester. It's 10U Ashley Ridge taking on Fort Dorchester. It's 12U Woodland taking on who's that? Fort Dorchester at the Fort Bagwell Stadium. My goodness. You know, Coach LaPrance got to be just ear to ear right now going, This is my future. I'm liking my future. Definitely got the love what you are seeing with that program. First year in as a feeder program and doing exactly what they're supposed to do. You show up, you show out. You go out there, you get the job done in between the lines and with those pads, and, hey, it shows. So Fort Dorchester is in the playoffs all the way up from 8U, all the way up to varsity. Cannot believe it and cannot wait to see. I'm hoping that they're doing it two separate times, Richie. I'm hoping that they're there in the morning, and then you turn around and come and take that drive down the street, round the corner, down Rivers Avenue, and come on over to Danny Jones and help me on that game on the night one. That would be off the chain. We could actually have two games. Yeah, we could do a game in the morning, and then we could take that drive over there to Danny Jones. I agree with you. Let's call some people, text some people. Matter of fact, you know a few people. See if you could text Nas while we're on the phone, or maybe I'll reach out and say, look, dude, I need you to do a morning game because they're going to do a night game or whatever. Here's the final play of this game before Somerville uh, calls it a season. But it's a great season, Green Wave. Don't head your head down too far because you made a great impact here during the season as a first year into the league here. And uh, it is down, not a completed pass. 10.2 seconds, 46-28 is the lead for Woodland. Number two, not happy. He takes his helmet off, so he's going to take his helmet, his ball, and everything else, and he's going home. Done with that conversation. How about this one? You're right, though. That's a good conversation about some, when you look at the fort. You know, I was going to say something about the Somerville coach coming in here. He was he got to grab the young man, and they're having a coming to Jesus meeting real quick. But back to the back to our conversation. You know, when you look at you know the fort, they have definitely got to be excited about their future right now. They've got all three, all the way from the eight 
to the 10 to the 12 to the varsity kids that are all playing in postseason. You know, that's to me, that speeds and speaks tons of uh, success from the bottom up. Oh, most you got to agree with you, Richie, on that one 100%. That speaks volumes for what Ford Dorchester is doing as a whole and as a program. Those guys over there have done a wonderful job all year long. And like you said, Somerville, listen, hold your heads way high. You made it to the playoffs, first year feeder program. You did very well. We've covered a couple of those games, and I was very, very impressed. They're not going to be out of the picture for too long. Yeah, and I agree with you. You know, you saw last night a couple of things. Somerville, of course, on the varsity side, they they played it close. Had overtime loss to Goose Creek, but they varsity. Oh, man, almost a pick. Almost a pick drill there on the tip-off. It's three seconds remaining. Third down coming up. This will be the final play of the game. I'm kind of getting excited here, man. I've been here all day. I got here about 1030 after getting home last night about midnight. You did the same thing. You got to love what we do to do what we do, man. Everybody thinks what we do is a cakewalk. I know Coach Fiddler, uh, you know, graced us with his uh, presence with Little Man. By the way, you know his Little Man's name is Win, like win the game, like win when you're on the field. Oh, That's pretty cool, goodness. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. I love it. I love it. That's Fiddler for you, though. I, I like him. I like him as a whole. I love Ashley Ridge. I love the fact that they rolled out the red carpet for you tonight and for us because we've been there before. And Fiddler did the same thing on a Friday night that he's done on a Saturday night for that program, and I love it. That you do, man. Well, that'll do it for us here. It is a 46-28 win, and, the well, the game's set and match. As we now know, next week, stay tuned to the time. The professor, by the way, will be live tomorrow night in the lab getting your scores, your comments, your conversation. I'm going to join him to recap all the action from here tomorrow night. But it is set for next week at the Fort. We're going to be hanging out at Bagwell Stadium. 8U probably will kick it off with Ashley Ridge in the Fort. 10U will be Ashley Ridge in the Fort. 12U will be Woodland in the Fort. So at the Fort, you'll see the Fort at all three levels. But don't count out the two Ashley Ridge teams nor the Wood because it will be round two of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, SEC style. Clinton, great job today, brother. Anything special going on tomorrow night real quick before we get off the air? Well, no, tomorrow is, hey, you know how we do, Rich. We're going to talk to some of the players from around the league. We actually have a special guest calling in, Mr. Solomon Butler from Berkeley's game last night. Well, you know, we were very impressed with what he did, so we have to have him call in and get his point of view on how the game went last night. Yeah, well, I tell you what, he did a great job. He fell a little short, of course, but he was very positive, had that million-dollar smile. I know you'll be excited to talk to him. I look forward to getting on there with you tomorrow night as well, buddy. God bless you. Say hello to the fam. You and I will talk here shortly. Let's find out the score or the uh, the game times uh, before we uh, call it a night, my friend. Good job. Tell the teams over Most there definitely. we said congratulations, and I'll talk to you soon, bud. Will do. Stay blessed. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The other half of that NWO, the New World Order of Sports Radio. This has been a Southern Sports Central radio broadcast brought to you by Richie Altman. That's right, that's me. And we are, of course, at AR. That is Ashley Ridge here for the round one, all in the books. And like that, it is Woodland with the win, 46-28. The 12, you boys, move on. They see another day. They'll play the fort. They will represent Woodland on their own. 
10 U, Ashley Ridge in Fort Dorchester. 8 U, Ashley Ridge in Fort Dorchester. Guys, on behalf of all of us, to all of you, have a safe and enjoyable weekend. Don't forget, tomorrow night in the lab, it will be Clinton Robinson Sr. He'll be checking out with you with Boy Sports on Southern Sports Central. Good night. So long. Stay blessed, guys. Until next time, have a good night.